It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is Christmas time. This is Judgment, the Ultimate Movie Ranking Podcast, and we are back for our Christmas Eve special. It's that wonderful time of year. Ah, my friends are here. We are drinking our eggnogs. We are drinking our other Christmas-inspired drinks that I cannot think of at the moment. Even though they're right here. Even though they're right here. We've talked about them already. We have. You're drinking them. You're just blind blind drunk from the nog. Ugh, it's it's hefty. (laughs) What is this, brandy? thick with it. It's brandy. Always Mm. brandy. Always brandy. I think you knew that by the 12 brandy bottles Corey brought into this house. There's a lot of brandy in here. Yes. She's thank you guys for having it at my house this year. That's very sweet. Yes. Thank yeah, you yeah, for having it. We had to sift through yeah. some of the floor trash, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> floor trash. <laughs> That's what he calls it. He calls it counter trash. Yeah. yeah. Floor trash. This is my floor trash. <laughs> this is my floor trash. I like to keep it in different piles. Now listen, you can do anything you want with the floor trash, but do not touch my counter trash. Well, what's that <laughs> sticky spot on that couch though? Jill, I don't think you want to know. <laughs> That's trash. Just, yeah, just, uh, uh, I spilled my eggnog. <laughs> That's eggnog. I'll tell you what, put some of that fuller trash on top of it. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> what are you drinking out of your bath? <laughs> we, we can't even. That's okay. It's Christmas. Yeah. Christmas Eve. And we are gathered here today to celebrate this thing called Scrooged. <laughs> That is so beautiful. Just, it's a phenomenon. Yeah. You, know, you know what? We're here. Cherry on that Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Eggnog Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, as we do every year, we're going to give you guys a Christmas Eve and a Christmas Day breakdown of our favorite Christmas movies. And tonight, we are watching one of our favorites, Scrooged. Jill, I'm going to kick it over to you. Let you uh, tell us a little bit about Scrooged. All right, well. <laughs> okay. First, well. do you want to talk about who else here? I'm here, obviously. I'm Jill. Jill's here. I'm here. Blaine's obviously here. Mm-hmm. Wait, and, and Andrew, you know. Andrew. Eggnog. How are you doing tonight, Andrew? I'm doing great, Jill. Thank you so much. And thank you for bringing all the stuff Yeah. over here. No problem. you know, my expired yogurt and Chinese food in the fridge is just not good. That so. was expired? Ooh, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ugh. You just thought it was Greek yogurt? I'll have to excuse myself. <laughs> this might be a short show. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. A lot Corey, of how are you feeling? Top. I had a lot of that yogurt. I drank, <laughs> I drank all the liquid that we was We both did. <laughs> we were spooning that yogurt. Mm. Now, Andrew did make some, he made some granola, but it had, he did pick it up off the ground, and I should have flagged that. <laughs> That mm, was his floor granola. Was in the no, floor trash pile. That, yeah. Damn. <laughs> that's not where you should get your granola from. He's really trying to poison us this year. I got to be honest with you guys. I haven't bought granola in years, so I couldn't tell you what that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I feel like we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know all what? Right. Time, well. time fuses all things, we'll say. Yeah. That's the saying. <laughs> <laughs> Time fuses all things. You know what, Jill? We all know it. I was going to say, I support you because um, I know you wanted to do the intro and Blaine decided to do it instead. And we all thought that was an odd choice. But yeah. No, Andrew obviously didn't want me to do it. So <laughs> he, he tossed it over to Blaine. <laughs> Once uh, again. No qualms with call outs here on Judgment. No, not at all. None no at all. It's you know Christmas. It, I wasn't going to come in with a verse of Most Wonderful Time. So. 
Maybe you made the right call. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, the best Burl Ives impressions uh, I've ever heard. Some um, dulcet tones hey. over there. Got real low. Silver bells. It put me in a better mood. It put me oh, in a I was place. giving real Robert Goulet. Oh, speaking of Goulet. Oh. Robert speaking Goulet. Of, speaking of. Robert Goulet. Bob right. Goulet. Bob Goulet. Bob Goulet. Old Bob Cooley. All right, everybody. Well, let's pour some eggnog and um, talk about. Let's talk about this it. fun movie, Scrooge. We're talking about Scrooged, nineteen eighty-eight, directed by Richard Donner, which mm-hmm. should sound familiar to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. he also directed The Goonies. He sure did, Richie. Which right, we've talked about right there in, in our, our adventure bracket. That's right. Not as of yet, but yeah, we're gonna be talking. Which about Which we will it. talk about mm-hmm. in our adventure <laughs> bracket. That's true. <laughs> Our upcoming... Which is so fun. Yeah, I know. It's so strange. <laughs> you know how else he directed. <laughs> good, good. This is all good. What else mm-hmm. is strange mm-hmm. on this Christmas Eve? He directed mm-hmm. The Omen. That's right. I forgot he directed The Omen. Oh. These feel... That's Those a, are different things. That one feels a little left field. Yeah. Great compared movie. Compared to these two. He also directed the original Superman. With Christopher huh. Reeve. Yeah. Huh. Oh, Dick Donner. That guy's had Dick some fun. Donner. Mm-hmm. You know, I was he thinking did. the other day, who's had a really... In- George Miller. That dude's jumped all over the place. And still making gold. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Good Do you know if he did Charlotte's Web? I, God, no. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Never in a billion years would I... Well, he did do Happy Feet, which is another one which... Didn't know that either. If you've not, never seen the Road it's Warrior, also not true. And <laughs> it's, he did Babe, not Charlotte's Web. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking there's the, a the pig cartoon in movie. I got, I got a pig in hey, you know, It's a pig movie. You know what? Look, there's pigs in both. Pigs. Um, still weird. <laughs> Mad Max to Babe. Yeah. <laughs> there's although Babe's kind of dark. It, babe, With the sheep getting killed, it's a heartbreaking I've, that movie. That fucked me up as a kid. Well, it's Babe Pig in the City. Oh, he directed uh, the second one? <laughs> oh, God. That's a sequel. I didn't see Pig in the City. <laughs> I did not either. Only Corey did. I also haven't seen Pig in the City. Corey watches it weekly. But I do love, I do love a good sequel title like Electric Boogaloo, Pig in the City. Just name any, any sequel. Something it, to Pig in the City. Hey, <laughs> this time, remember that pig, babe? He's now in the city. Scrooge yeah, 2. Yeah. Pig in the City. <laughs> pig, pig in the, in the City. city. It's like the city is the fifth character, you would say, <laughs> and Babe Pig in the city. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone know yeah. which city Spunk. he's in? Spunk City. <laughs> oh, no. Spunk City. We brought it back up. We brought it back up. That's what we've been calling Andrew's house since we've been here. <laughs> well, you know. I thought this was yogurt on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> with those, I, I mean, it's a 50 50 shot. Corey and I ate yogurt. every bit of that. It can't be yogurt. Oh, Lord. I, oh. <laughs> I was going to say, it might be leaking out of some orifice at this point. Oh. Oh. Hey, you want a monster? No, nope, nope, not where I was going. I was going to say butthole, but... Oh. <laughs> yep. It's like a, also but... a type of one-eyed monster. This is true. Yeah, this is true. It winks, actually. Crying technically. one-eyed monster. Yeah. But I want to get back on track. What city was Babe in? Do you know? <laughs> uh, uh, the city. The city. The, okay. I don't know if Got you heard it. the title. City, comma, city. state. Ah, okay. James Cromwell, everybody. <laughs> That was the only time he got an Academy Award nomination was for Babe. And you know what? Well deserved. There we go. I gotta be honest. I can't remember anything about that movie. It's a smart pig. He trains him. 
It's like a show dog. Mm-hmm. Nope. Performs well. Like your in there. And you're at the whole time you're wondering if they're going to kill this fucking pig. It's mm-hmm. very depressing for a child. I but, had it on VHS and couldn't tell you anything about it. Was do. there a goose or a duck? Yes. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. A plethora of farm animals. <laughs> Even. You know, what I've heard is it's a uh, comment on communism rising up in the animal kingdom. Okay, McCarthyism. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Can we pause mm-hmm. and go watch Babe? Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about back. Babe instead. So, I was talking about. Like, you'd like that, wouldn't you, Corey? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Oh. What are you talking about? It's a trick. It's a trick. <laughs> <laughs> he just worked Babe into the conversation. But yeah, George Miller. We see what you did. He also did uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. I like that movie. It was good. You know, I haven't seen it yet. I can't believe you watched that without me. I, I do. I do things. Uh, <laughs> you know, Andrew's oh. favorite Lorenzo's oil. Oh goddamn! I love Lorenzo's oil. One of my favorite pointless jokes from a movie was from <laughs> the alien. Was the alien movie? <laughs> I can't remember it. With, with Seth Rogen plays the alien. Oh, <laughs> I know what you mean. The yeah, whole time Jason uh, Bateman's his he's like Agent Zoil. And he's like, I've never known your first name. He's like, oh, it's Lorenzo. <laughs> it's just a dumb, pointless joke. <laughs> All right. I love that so part. Thanks in for the... sharing it. <coughs> so Scrooged. Yeah. Oh. Richard Donner. I mean, yeah. Ri- Richard Donner, guys. We got Dick Donner, Donner over here. Yeah. He, he makes a cameo in this ah, movie. Donner. One of the eight tiny reindeer. Hmm. Let's... Da- is is Donner. that Donner is? Donner. Oh. Donner. Donner Blitzen, that's right. Don't Do you remember from last year? From nope. <laughs> Try to name them all. <laughs> I, I just remember Sinbad from that, that movie. up on some Vixen. Yeah. Guys, did we? <laughs> Quite a I, sense I that them. you cannot name them all. No one can name them all <laughs> that easily. Good for you guys. Uh, sad news. Poor Sinbad had a stroke this year. Oh, no. Yeah. He's in recovery. Well, I want him back. That puts me in a Sinbad mood. <laughs> Tell me about it. Wow. <laughs> all right. Oh, wow. <laughs> I couldn't tell, of course. It's Christmas Eve. The it, magic is all around. Santa's on his way. Um, slay, so, slay, slay. Everybody get ready to be visited by your ghosts tonight. Oh, one can only wish. If I can get Carol Kane in my house, that would be great. I mean, well, I guess we should start with the overview. Like okay. we always do, the IMDb uh, synopsis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys ready? I'm <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, I was... Oh. Trying to be Jennifer Aniston for a second. That's okay. I'm going to just cut these mic volumes down a little bit. <laughs> we did all cough into our mics. Levels are popping. A selfish, cynical television executive is haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that sounds a lot like a. <laughs> so, in case Charles you guys haven't Dickens. figured it out, this is a modern take on a Christmas carol. Mm. Which is really funny because they, I don't think that they say a Christmas carol. They don't. Mm-mm. A single time in this movie. They They're even like very say. careful no. not to. They say Charles Dickens' classic, Scrooge. 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 I was like, that's not his classic at all. It's interesting that they I, only call it Scrooge. I wonder what the, that, what the reasoning behind that was. I wonder if it's a copyright thing. You would think, but mm. isn't it like... It's like a hundred year old works are like typically public domain and you don't need permission. Fair enough. Fair enough. Christmas Carol was written in 1844. So old as shit. Mm. You'd think it'd be 1843. I can't remember. One of those. One of those. The year my mom was born. It was was written in 1888, unfortunately. So 
Sorry. <laughs> just, just shy. Right they under. Film, right 1889. There. Damn it. One more year, you guys could have used the full title. Yeah. Life's a bitch, guys. Uh, so, yeah, Christmas Carol. Yeah. So, we open on our main character, Frank. Um, we're seeing... Oh, what is that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Blaine wants some thumbs. Oh, thumb time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Is that how you I ask I always for forget that? about the... The best part I, of the podcast is uh, <laughs> where we give the thumbs because they mean. Hey, you forgot the thumbs about the, you play forgot an important fingers. role. Give me the people thumbs. I always are, forget. People are on the edge of their seats. People are dying to know. All right, Corey, I'm going to start with you. Really? <laughs> I am. Oh, dear. Because <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, I know how you feel about Scrooge, but I want to know how you feel about Scrooge now. I mean, I don't think it's a hot After take. This I don't time. think it's a hot take to you guys, but it's probably a hot take to the audience. I don't love this movie. I think it's uh, there's enjoyable parts, but it is not my favorite. One thumb down. Okay. Okay. Ooh, Corey, Ooh. coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Is it because Billy Bill Murray assaulted you that time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has Fuck. a personal vendetta. It's Bill Murray. <laughs> That's what I thought. It's not fair. Yeah. Met him twice. Take it out on Met the him movie. twice and yelled at me both times in my face. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? It was Daniel Day Lewis style. Because he's a method. They actor. killed my boy. They killed my child. <laughs> he drinks my milkshake. Well, why'd you kill his child? Um, I was trying to kill his brother's child. <laughs> <laughs> they look a lot alike. Brian oh, Doyle. Brian Doyle. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or the others. <laughs> he does have other. Right. I'm sure they're already dead. Well, there were there was three. Oh, no, all together there's four Murrays in this movie, and it's wild. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't know that. Is that a surprise? I know, oh, I know there was two, at least two, the three other, the three, all him, his older brother, not the one that dies. Is there a fourth one? Yeah. Wait, Herman was a, a Murray. One would think, but no, Herman was not a Murray. I thought Herman was a Murray. No, oh. Herman. I, I got things to say about Herman, but oh. uh, no, right. at, at Bill Murray's brothers, are, <laughs> Brian Doyle played his dad right. in this movie. Yeah, the most his brother. His brother, you know, the one with all the charisma, uh, he is also a Murray. Oh, oh, he's a real brother. He's real. That's his real brother. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah, that's his real brother. And at the brother's Christmas party, the other Murray brother is the other guy at that Christmas party. Hmm. There were so many people at Christmas party. What other guy? <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Ed, okay. There were like six people in that room. Oh, What's the his small, his brother's Christmas, Christmas dinner? Christmas dinner. Yeah, his brother's Christmas dinner. I was saying dinner. the flashback Christmas party. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That would have been tough. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> have been able to spot him there. Yeah. Uh, got it. Yeah. So four Murrays in this movie. Wow. Just got them all in there. That's nice. There we go. All right. Well, and I'd say two of them are pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How many thumbs does that buy you? That is going to buy me, Jill, two thumbs up. I really like Scrooge. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. He's... I'm Fuck a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, uh, I mean, say what you will. I have a good time every time I watch Scrooge. So there we go. <laughs> That's right. good news. Blaine? I'm going to give it two candy canes. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. I forgot I the holiday part of it. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one with the Christmas spirit around here. In all fairness, when you did summon Jill a second ago with your... Well, I didn't have candy canes handy. <laughs> you didn't even use the right fingers, though. Yeah. 
You could have gave it one of these. <laughs> one of the hooks. <laughs> I'm going to claw you. <laughs> no, I. this movie's fantastic. It's such a... There's so many parts that made me crack up. Me too. Me too. It's good. Two, th- two candy canes. Mm-hmm. Two candy canes from Blaine. Two candy yeah. canes. All right. I agree. Two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. This might be my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Oh, right. I think that we ranked them at some point. And you had this at number one. I think I had this at number one. It was one. up there. I think this is it my was favorite up there Christmas for sure. movie. Someone like Christmas. Right. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Corey, if I may, I, I, and then I promise we'll get into this movie. This movie's not snowy, glowy enough. For it Corey. really isn't. It's like the least snowy, glowy movie that exists. <laughs> All right, Corey. Let's just say hot take. Bing, Bing, Co- God damn it, Bing, Bing Crosby, Bing White Christmas. Ugh. Bing Crosby, White Christmas. How many thumbs on that one? Um, see, I'm like right in the middle. I, I guess I'll veer down to one thumb down. That's how we go, right? If we're in the middle, go down. Because it's not, no, yeah. it's not. It's not my favorite. I've seen it one time, and That's I'm probably never going to watch it again. The movie's terrible. But throw another one out there, Andrew. It's a Wonderful oh, Life. Love that movie. Two thumbs up. Ugh. <laughs> throw me Frank Capra. Give me a break. Ugh. You got all that Frank Capra. Mary, you're an old maid. <laughs> an old um, maid, Mary. <laughs> I would have never fucked you, um, <laughs> Mr. Cotter. There's blood in your pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Oh, God. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. Mary, are you going to your period? <laughs> yeah, my red wings. <laughs> uh, that movie's a little too long for me. I don't mm. think it's a bad movie, but it's way too long. Um, I do like the length of Scrooged. There's, we're going to talk about it. There's a lot of things I like. Majority okay. of them. We're going to talk about it. 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 All right. Yeah, let's jump into this. Mm-hmm. We can jump into it now, right? We I can. guess so. There's sure no can. more appendages I'm forgetting. That was the saddest. Would... Yeah. No, guess not. No. No, there's no. No. That's I not. wish there were. <laughs> I wish. Blaine would like to for you to list all the producers of this movie, if you could. In I do. Order. I did memorize them. Thank God. I made a song. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway. So Frank is a big time president of a TV station, TV studio, TV. TV. How do you say that? Uh, uh, a channel studio. Yeah. A broadcasting company. Mm. Broad- yeah. Yeah. So it's IBC. Mm-hmm. Something you know the equivalent of like an NBC, company. ABC broadcasting company. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Like a fox, if you will. Yeah. Or uh, what are some other ones? It's funny that you say that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> because we open on some like non-traditional kind of Christmas previews that are happening on this channel, and we we go into this board meeting where like mm. Frank, our Bill Murray character, he's obviously mm. an asshole. Mm. We know he's going to be an asshole. Just you know, huge a asshole. Take. A yeah. huge asshole. It's a huge um, asshole. Uh. I never remember how the beginning of this movie starts. And when it came on, I was like, now what is about to happen? <laughs> I, feel like I also forgot. I was like, no, the I remember The action now. movie always throws you. <laughs> Fucking Lee uh, Majors. The whole... <laughs> Lee Majors? I love that in this movie, Lee Majors is playing himself. Yeah. yeah. That Lee Majors is just the action star. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. the hero. <laughs> I'm a million dollar man. I do a lot of this stuff already. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> now, Lee Majors, these days. Is he alive? 
I, I cannot fathom he is. Let me look. So I was going to say, I was like, where do you think he lies? <laughs> From left or right, I'm going to say pretty right if he is alive. If I had to, okay, can I, I swear we're going to jump into this head first, but the most, the first time I ever found out who Lee Majors was, because I never watched uh, The Six Million Dollar Man. How cold? Uh, Lee Majors is still alive, everybody. He was born in 1939. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, he was so on Oprah's final season, Carson Kressley, who was a constant guest on the show, he had a crush, a childhood crush on Lee Majors. So, on Oprah's final season, she brings on Lee Majors, and it was the most awkward goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. When Carson Kressley is telling Lee Majors how much he used to be in love with him, and Lee Majors is like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> He's like, do I have to fuck this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Oprah, don't make me. <laughs> like, it was so... I was just like, Jesus, why? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, which I gotta be honest. It's a weird crush to have. I don't know if I look at Lee Major and was like, hmm. When was the $6 million Sturdy. on? <laughs> Sturdy. That's the best way to describe Seven, it. He's like 70, I'll say 73. 74 to 78 mm. only had four good years. Yeah. See. Can I tell you what's equally sad? On IMDb, the top four for Lee Majors is $6 million man, the fall guy, Scrooged, of which he has oh. the bare minimum. Of 30 work. seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds. It's, actually, most. that's that's generous. Probably is 30 seconds. <laughs> well, we wish, right. him, we wish him all the best, yeah. unless he's Come on, Lee. a red hat wearing crazy at this I point. But we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Do your best, Lee. Yeah. Just be, do your best. <laughs> be best. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, this opening blue, I, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the programming shit. Okay. Yeah. Some unconventional previews are coming on for some for some Christmas programming they've got. Mm-hmm. And then Frank is disappointed because he's Frank. <laughs> and then he shows what he would have done instead. Yeah, because they were showing the promo for they're going to do a live Scrooge. Yeah. And it is the most like insane fear mongering. You should be terrified to miss this show. Mm-hmm. And this is where I thought he would have done really well at Fox News. Yeah, Roger- he would have fit right in. <laughs> Roger Ailes took note when he watched this movie. And <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I could use this." <laughs> it was definitely like a modern day commentary. Prop- yeah. We had to do some propaganda. This great highway Perfect. shooters yeah highway shooters Watch the show caravans oh you know they would have brought the caravan oh up. yeah absolutely it was caravans very full of illegals um don't get me wrong i would have watched scrooge if that was the promo but oh been God. very disappointed yeah <laughs> yeah wait yeah Mar- I, was dis- I was expecting <laughs> <laughs> what's this woke shit <laughs> um as a man as a man but can I just say the funniest goddamn thing to me was Buddy Hackett as fucking Scrooge. Yeah, that is the that most is insane thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's great. But yeah. And what was the name of the goddamn Lee Majors? What it was? Oh, The Night the Reindeer Died. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely watched that movie, but <laughs> it looked I mean, insane. Wouldn't? Yeah. Of course. Violent yeah. Violent Christmas. They're pretty good. What was it? Or no. Violent Night. Violent Night. Violent Night. Yeah. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> exactly. We've not seen it yet. Oh, it's a lot it's of great. fun. We'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Also, we need to mention probably the great Robert Goulet, Cajun Christmas. Bob Bob Goulet. I love Bob Goulet. I didn't realize he went by Bob during that time. Probably. I thought it was Robert. 
But hey. I always call him Robert, so when it comes up as Bob, I'm like Bob Uli. I'm not on that personal level. Bob Uli's <laughs> Cajun Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he has this <laughs> promo that makes people want to throw up. It's deeply unsettling. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so one of his workers brings up this is Elliot. He'll be important the, later. In the movie, the I imi- guess you inimitable say. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Fucking yeah. love him so much. So Elliot says, Hey, Mr. Cross, this is super unsettling. This is terrifying. Why would we put this on TV? It's a terrible idea. Yeah. And immediately gets fired oh, for uh, poor Bobcat. For daring to voice his opinion. It was a mistake. Yeah, Bill Murray's the worst. I was um, I was watching, I was, was like, a I was like, oh, Bobcat's kind of casual in this movie. I forgot that. No, I'm wrong. I'm just completely no, wrong. No, about that. no, no he's not. He goes no. full, full Bobcat. He goes full Bobcat. I may, when I was watching, I was like, I wonder if Bobcat came in. He was like, I'm just going to do my regular voice. And Richard Donner's like, well, I don't want you to go full Sa- police save academy. It, save it. But I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, need a, I need a little bit of Bobcat. Yeah. I don't actually have Bobcat on the phone right now. (laughs) Bobcat's here. Oh, Bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Bobcat, what you got to say? I I, I was just calling and saying, um, I I love your show. (laughs) What was your experience like filming this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Bobcat, Bobcat. did did we catch you off guard? You called (laughs) us. How did you know we were doing this? Are you blind now? (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) You made me real sad. (laughs) Oh, a a little realness came out of you just in Bobcat. It's not what we were expecting, but we appreciate your honesty. (laughs) Yeah. You guys like police calling? (laughs) Oh, I love only the ones you're in. Cool. Can you know? I don't know if I could have gave you a better compliment and you were just so shunned by it. Yeah. Cool. Hey, and Bobcat. You oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. All right, Bobcat. See ya. Bobcat Merry Christmas. Christmas. Hang up on you. See if we can get Corey back. Oh. I, oh, it was weird you didn't ask him a single question. No, you know what? I don't really care for the movie, so it's fine. You were shocked. Yeah, there you go. That's true. He didn't ask for that guest. Nope. Mm. Sure didn't. Uh, yeah, so uh, fires him. It's fires him. Tells Grace to pack his stuff, meet security at the door. Grace is his assistant. Grace the, is amazing. The great Alfre Woodard, just an incredible actress. She deserves everything in this world. She's so she goddamn. Deserves good. so much more than Bill Murray in this movie. One hundred percent. What a woman. What a woman. So after this meeting, Bill and Grace are going through his Christmas list and who all he's going to send either a hand towel or. A VCR too, which it's funny watching this back because a VCR is supposed to be like a really big deal. Yeah, that's yeah. the good gift. That's a great gift. Hell yeah! Yeah, nineteen eighty-eight. Look out, now, Andrew. Did you catch? Yeah. Did you catch a little cameo name drop? Oh, I sure did, Corey. <laughs> oh, Colonel Tom Parker. <laughs> yeah. I hope you get me a VCR. Yeah, Don't get me a towel. I'll be so mad at you. <laughs> that is a weird drop in that I did laugh out loud at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A name I would have never Parker. heard before. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, holy. Sh-. Yeah. As a child, never would have known what that meant. Nope. But there we go. Jill Colonel Tom Parker was um, Elvis's uh, manager. Oddly, oddly Man- German manager. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Played by Tom Hanks in the movie Elvis. Ah. And he made a choice. I didn't watch he it. made a choice I didn't with watch the it. voice. 
and makeup, I would argue. Probably yeah. made a choice on both of those. Yeah. Mm. Yikes. <laughs> Sounds yikes. Mm-hmm. It's a bit yikes. Anyway. So Grace is going through the Christmas list, and they get to his brother, and he says, Tao. And she's like, he's your brother. Your only brother. Give him a VCR. And he's like, no, Tao. And then Grace asks about her bonus. Is she getting a bonus this year? Her Christmas bonus? Ha. Huh. He says, two towels. Yeah. Basically, you get two towels, Grace, which... Get two towels. Why Grace doesn't just say, fuck you, I'm out. I'll never know. I mean, I mean we kind of know. <laughs> yeah, well... This is... She's got a family. As shitty as it is, it's her livelihood, you know? Yeah. Uh, another thing I got to talk about is uh, the perplexity I have to tab with vodka. That is I... such a weird mixture. Yeah. <laughs> vodka Coke. We commented on it. Yeah, be kidding. Vodka Coke. Mm-hmm. And just the smallest dab a tab. Just well, in the beginning, he's pouring like a normal, normal amount. It's a of, mix. Oh, by the end, it's just at yeah. the end when he <laughs> has one drop fall in that glass. I do laugh. Yeah, <laughs> insanity. But yeah, th- that is the weirdest fucking combination I've ever seen. Now I know that you with clear liquors on a Long Island, you do a special coke, mm-hmm. but the rum is doing mm-hmm. some heavy lifting there. I think the triple sec is helping. Yeah. Vodka by itself is just fucking vodka alcohol. It doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't care what soda you mix it with. It's not going to do anything. It's going to taste like <laughs> it's shit. not going to be no a matter taste. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say it makes sense that he drinks vodka because he's like a high level president executive. He cares about his body. It's, it's the tab that's throwing me a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Now, having said all this, I do like a vodka soda with a little bitters in it, which is really honestly, <laughs> there's not too much different there. Hmm. Don't we all? The bitters is very oh. strong flavor. So, way stronger than Tab would be. Corey, yeah. do you remember when you and I went to a concert and your brother got a vodka or a, what do you get, gin and tonic in a liter glass? And we were like, Jesus Christ. We all got liters. What are you talking about? No, no. I'm not making fun of the fact that we oh, all got God. liters. I'm making fun of the fact it was a liter of yeah, gin and tonic. Yeah, it's a bad choice. It's a really bad <laughs> yeah, choice. Yeah, it's a bad choice. <laughs> Bold choice. Yeah. Could have yeah. at least asked, what gin are you going to use? And when they would have said Tanqueray, you said, no, thank you. Not a million years. <laughs> <laughs> sounds burpy. More power to him. Um, sounds burpy. But did not finish those yeah. drinks. <laughs> they yeah. impossible to finish. But uh, back to Christmas, he did smell like a Christmas tree the rest of the day. So there That's was that. Well, it was great. Go. Yeah, it was great. It's true. Who doesn't want to smell like a Christmas tree all day? Me, mm-hmm. Me for sure. So after this list, we meet Preston. Who's the old guy, the owner of the whole TV conglomerate, the broadcasting network. Mm-hmm. The great That's Robert Mitchum. Yes. And this is obviously that old owner guy who's got some ideas to keep them relevant. But <laughs> actually, he's he just needs to retire. He just needs to stay at home. His and, idea is cats and dogs TV. We're going to program for him. And you know what's funny? Probably when I saw this as a kid, I was like, oh, this guy's crazy. We now have cats and dogs. We programs. I was going to say, I'll be damned <laughs> yeah. if I've not found a yeah. YouTube channel for dogs to put on for my dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like he said, it's basically squirrels and birds running <laughs> it really around. Is. It yeah. really so, is. He was just about 20 I'll years be behind. Because that's, yeah. that's been a thing for a little bit now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He was right. Yeah. I've done it. And we made fun of him at the time. So there you go. It's supposed to show how crazy he is, but he is right. Genius. And then we meet Bryce, who is the California kid. He's kid is a strong word. <laughs> I mean, 
He is super annoying from the get-go. Yeah, he is very annoying. Um, He's one of those people that just reeks L.A. when he gets off the <laughs> elevator. Mm-hmm. Th- this actor, John Glover, he is in um, another 1990s masterpiece, Gremlins, Gremlins 2. 2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is where I will forever remember yeah. him as in Gremlins 2. And he's so interesting. He, you think he's going to be the antagonist, but he's, he's not, oddly, in that movie. No. He's like... If Trump was a nice guy, that's who he plays in Gremlins. So interesting. <laughs> yeah. If Trump was less rapey and a nice guy, that's mm. who he plays. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, John Glover, but he plays a super douchebag in this. I don't know if he gets what he deserves necessarily, but <laughs> kind of. He gets something. Okay. He gets something. We'll yeah. But what does he do that's bad? <laughs> I mean, he is he is a tool for sure. He's a yeah. nepo baby, also. Let's so not he basically says like his dad is friends with Preston, the owner. And he went to school with Preston's son. He went to school with Preston's son. Mm-hmm. So like that's the reason he's getting this opportunity that he's getting to work with Frank mm-hmm. at the channel to I help see. produce. Okay. So like he didn't earn this. Yeah, and okay. Frank can okay. kind of see like, oh shit, this guy's weaseling in. He's gonna take my job. He's taking over. Yeah, he's helping. Mm-hmm. Unquote. I see. I see. I see. So Frank starts to feel really th- threatened by Bryce and runs back and tells Grace, "We are working late tonight." Yeah, mm. it's Christmas Eve, and she says, "I've got to take my kid to the doctor." And he's like, "I don't give a fuck about your kid. <laughs> We're working late." Yeah. If I'm working late, you're working late. Mm. And then he does not work late. <laughs> and then he no. leaves. Yeah. He immediately leaves. She says, by the way, your brother's in your office. And then they immediately leave. Yeah. And then they're gone. It's yeah. super confusing. Why did we do that? I do also want to mention that Bill Murray, when he's having his meeting, mentions he's the youngest president in television history. I don't know if there's ever an era of Bill Murray where I was like, Look at young Look Bill at Murray. how He's young always, he is. Yeah. You mean his sprightly 17-year-old self in this picture? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the Halloween party, Christmas party. Yeah. I ju- yeah, we got to talk about that. Let's just make your hair longer. <laughs> We're going to make your hair longer. Yeah. Your hair looks so much younger. Hey, can we do something to the top? No, no. Just make yeah, it longer in the back. Long. <laughs> 17. Longer. You can totally pass for 17. Yeah, this will work out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, Bill Murray, I'm the youngest president which i'm guessing is 53 i don't know I mean, bill murray's always looked about 53 to me you so. know what? we could definitely do the math if we wanted to he's, if we wanted to he's supposed to be about 30s 40 something oh, in this i hope he is not oh. in his 30s <laughs> well, he's, the, well the, he's the born in 1951 was, okay he's four in 1955 so this takes place in 1988 not so yet that's 40 what? that's 37 right Guys, I just yes. need to ask you a serious yes. question. Do I look better than Bill Murray in this movie? Always. At Thank seven, you. when he's yeah, at seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what I didn't need on this Christmas Eve was that. I didn't need that. <laughs> well, you're twenty six years old, so Thank closer Corey, to twenty. Corey closer to seven. I thought yeah. that's what Blaine was saying. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So he's supposed to be a thirty seven year old TV exec. Oh, boy. Uh, I definitely already looked up how old Bill Murray actually is. Oh, so I'm good. just going to do that again to confirm his actual date of birth. All right. What, is, you, what does Bobcat actually sound like? Okay, so he would have been 38 in this movie. Okay. Because he was born in 1950. So, yeah, he's supposed to be playing the his appropriate age. age. 
Well, fantastic. Which is what we all thought. Bill Murray was 38 in this movie. Bill Murray was 38. Just, that's not. Which is what we all thought. At all far from us. <laughs> so <laughs> wild. That is. Maybe not from you guys. Guys, that is so fucking shocking to me that I can't handle it right now. I'm not going to lie. I've never processed him as being 38 no. in this movie until this moment. It's, yeah. it's not Quint shocking, but it's kind of no. shocking. Yeah. Or Mrs. Deagle. Or Mrs. Deagle. We'll never forget Mrs. Deagle. But <clears throat> shocking nonetheless. Yeah. So he's the youngest TV executive at a ripe 37 years old. Okay. Congratulations. Which we all knew, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean, duh. the preparation just we do, guys. <laughs> yeah. For, just to bring this to the listener, we do all this for you. So in between our scenes of Frank, we get cuts to Elliot, which is fun. Mm. Elliot's been fired. Elliot gets tossed out, and he knows immediately that his life is over, which makes me wonder, what else has Elliot done? Yeah. what Elliot's fucked up more than once. <laughs> Elliot's clearly close to having a mental breakdown. I mean. Already. Yeah. <laughs> and then getting fired. <laughs> he was living on the razor's Because we yeah, find out his wife immediately left him immediately yeah and we got to talk about the fact that this elliot's downfall occurs in a 24-hour period <laughs> 24-hour yeah. period i mean the real the, whirlwind the drop in his life is so immediate that it's pretty wild yeah we have bobcat back bobcat yeah oh god <laughs> you don't know <laughs> elliot's decline here well you see <laughs> Elliot. Oh, you used the <laughs> real bobcat. Uh, get out of here. All right, I'll go. Give me some screaming. <laughs> See, I thought you were legitimately asking me earlier what real bobcat sounds like. I didn't realize you were trying to get him back on the phone. There we go. Yeah. What trying? I think you just showed up. He keeps not, he keeps oh. pushing me over. How did he get our numbers? He's, uh, he doesn't have numbers. No, he's just he, so. he's just here. Uh, he's he's just just, in your apartment. He's just there. My God. No. You need to get better locks. He's welcome. Yes, I do. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, true, Andrew. True. True. Uh, sometimes they go in the other he room. Just lives in a- yeah. He just lives in Andrew's uh, floor <laughs> garbage. <laughs> His floor trash. See, yeah. Your floor trash has gotten so bad if you didn't notice trash the Bobcat is Bobcat, this is bad news, dude. <laughs> your floor trash has oh. become 80s icon Bobcat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Andrew, you garbage. It's just time to do some sweeping. It's really not a sustainable voice. The minute's not a hurt. Th- three seconds is like, oh, Bobcat. Yeah. And he did it for like eight Police Academy movies. So it's not. Hey. It's not too, too dissimilar from Maxine. <laughs> from another oh guy. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, don't conjure him. Where's he been? Don't conjure. He's been conjured. <laughs> Did you just conjure an RFK Jr.? Don't say his name three times. You, you, you strain three times an RFK Jr. <laughs> appears. Did you call my name? Oh, Robert. Robert. How you're often here. is your trying to poop does RFK come out? Like, too many times. <laughs> he usually brings toilet paper, though, so it's kind of convenient. Well, that's nice. I think he knows. That's nice. I had a, had a poop? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> what brings him around? Oh. <laughs> I heard you talking about me. He was training too hard. Bobcat and RFK Jr. should start a podcast. Love it. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Uh, the only difference is Bobcat has the ability to change back to normal voice. But he, he doesn't. No, no. No. 
So anyway, we got a uh, poor Elliot who's going into a spiral of life. Elliot, just immediately. Mm-hmm. So like, you want to be mad at his wife, but then you got to consider how many other things have happened that she just she was like, you you got to get the fuck I'm out. Sick of you. This is the last yeah, straw. This is, <laughs> this is it. You got to leave. You were an executive, Elliot. What the fuck? I'm guessing a lot. I wonder if Elliot's also a gambler. Hmm. Probably. Maybe. I'm going to say Yeah, maybe he goes to the tracks. That's a good guess. Bets on the ponies. The tracks. (laughs) So Uh, we get back in the mm, office. Yes. Where Frank drops his brother off. Frank and his brother are like walking. They they go out to dinner or something together. And they're having a conversation. His little brother James is like, "Come, come to Christmas dinner. Come on. It's Christmas time. Yeah. His little brother's just full of the Christmas spirit, and he's obviously Ebenezer Scrooge, you know? He's like, no, this is stupid. It's a Hallmark holiday. It's not real. I don't mm-hmm. care. I got to go to work. I'm not coming. Now, he's like, mm-hmm. all right. I reround the scene because I think this is the first scene that they shot because Bill is trying to do a subtle Brooklyn accent here that he oh, does shit. not do the rest of the movie. We don't see it in the beginning. We don't see it right after this scene, but he's trying to do one here, and if you watch it, it's not very good, and I feel like they scrapped it. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Bill Murray has never sounded like he was from sh- anywhere but Chicago. So He has such a particular accent yeah. and way of pronouncing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he's doing this, and then the second later he's at the awards ceremony. I'm like, yeah, he threw that out, threw that out. Yep. <laughs> Richard Donner said, uh, you don't have to no, do we're that. Not gonna, we're not going to go that route. Let's not do that. Yeah. I've never noticed that before. And then we got to talk about Frank. I mean, Frank is a sweetheart, but... Boy, this Murray. James? He's, yeah. Yep. That's who I'm talking about. James. <laughs> the other Murray. Yeah. James. Uh, no charisma whatsoever, this guy. The, nep- huh. the Nepo, babe. Oh, Nepo Sib. Nepo Sib. Nepo Sib. Mm-hmm. Has he been in anything else? Because he, yeah, he's, he, he's got nothing. He didn't bring anything to the table here. No. I mean, it's obvious that Brian Doyle and Bill got the talent here. Yeah. Um, but the fourth. Box of Dottie Damn right. He was also the watermelon guy in Vacation. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> well, they're good tents. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The fourth Murray in this movie, he was in Mad Men, and he played this sad fucking alcoholic character, but he was really good in that show. So who knows? But yeah, the, the guy who plays, uh, what's his name? James. 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 Yeah. I didn't think he was that great, mm. but. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's just supposed to be a nice guy. Yeah. Just warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. He's, if Corey was in this movie, he would be James. He's James. Yeah. <laughs> he's James. No talent. Uh, and no, no talent. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's, it, oh, it's low praise all around, but I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, you, you're just a sucker for a sweet, sweet Christmas movie. I love low praise. I think Corey's low key Frank, if I'm being honest. Um, but <laughs> apparently, apparently, John Murray was also in Caddyshack. I'm all right. <laughs> Don't nobody worry about me. Nobody, Don't worry, nobody about me. worry about me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, Brian Doyle was also it, in that movie. It looks like something else. He's wearing a Letterman jacket, but I couldn't tell you. It oh, does shit. look. It does look familiar though. So, so a couple things we'll say. Okay. So he's been in Caddyshack, and he was wearing a David Letterman jacket. So now David know. Letterman. <laughs> A David Letterman jacket, indeed. Yep. <laughs> Letterman jacket. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Frank gets a humanitarian award. For what reason, we don't know. For absolutely no reason. For the same reason any of these people get these awards. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Yep. 
So he goes to his award ceremony and he's back in his office because he's working late. He said he was going to work late. Uh, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. back in his office fixing himself another tab and vodka. Golly. Tab vodka, please. Yep. He hasn't had enough of those today when no. the room starts shaking a little bit. Here's a noise outside mm-hmm. the door. Mm. Some dust starts to fall and he's yeah. like, Grace, security. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? They're going to save you from the earthquake yeah. that's obviously happening? What like, are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking, dude? Mm-hmm. This and is, I mean, there's absolute, like, pounding on this door. It's like a metal door, and it's caving it's in. It's supernatural. And like, Grace! <laughs> I love that Alfred Woodard could have done anything right. in this situation. Yeah. I don't know. I just, she's got some street smarts. She's, she's pretty tough. <laughs> she, she does. I'd rely on her before Bill Murray for protection. Agreed. That's fair. Agreed. So, yeah. So, in bursts Lou, his yeah. former boss, in his zombie carcass <laughs> form. Played by fucking Charlie himself. Uh, William Holt. Or, ugh, forgot his name. Um, Good work. I but no, lie. he was the voice of Charlie in Charlie's Angels. Oh, oh that Charlie. Oh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. William Forsyth. That's his name. Ah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Everybody knew that. He was so, also on Dynasty, but you know, I watched every episode of Dynasty. Didn't we all? <laughs> so Lou is Frank's former boss, mm-hmm. who is now dead. Who is the character in the movie who's going to tell him you're going to be visited by three ghosts tonight? And I just really love that. It just kind of insinuates that he was buried in his golf clothes. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> just He's, what he died in. This, yeah. He says he had a heart attack on the golf course, which he died, fine, died as he lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one gave you a funeral. He seems like the kind of pretentious asshole that's like, just bury me in my golf clothes. <laughs> He's got golf balls coming out of his skull, as if he just like they didn't even move him from the golf course. They just buried him under the ninth hole. Listen, put him like, put him in his golf clothes <laughs> and fill him up with golf balls. That's did they say? Did they say how he died, or did he take a golf ball to the brain? He had a heart, heart attack. attack. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think it took that was part of his. I think I think got hit in the skull of the golf ball and it went inside his eye and he had a heart attack. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that, you know what, Corey? That makes sense. That checks all out. checks out. Yeah. I, I would have a heart attack for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Getting hit in the head with a ball ball. With <laughs> a ball ball. Heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I just really love that Frank shoots him a bunch of times. Frank finds a gun and like yeah. shoots him like six times, and he takes a drink of his alcohol and just starts squirting out of him like a sprinkler yeah who doesn't love a big tumbler glass full of Bacardi by the way (laughs) gulp he's finally realizing that Lou might not be completely alive I would I mean if his uh appearance didn't give that away yeah I don't know what will he's got no eyeballs also yeah no eyeballs also if we may you know you can tell that this is makeup but goddamn I love it better than I do CGI it's so much better. It yeah. comes up all what do you the time. Mean? Yeah. It's so much better. It's unnerving. Effect. Still. It, yeah. For some reason, yeah, it still holds up as really fucking odd. It's pretty gross. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How should we start digging into his <laughs> that <laughs> part? Golly. I'm like, yucky. That's how I, I remember say. when he said that. Yucky. <laughs> so he's warning him, like, if you don't change your ways, you're gonna end up just like me. But what's confusing about this part to me is that, like, it's also kind of insinuating I died because I was a bad person. Not like, you're going to die either way. Yeah. So, like, 
he doesn't even really say like I'm in hell now or like the afterlife is terrible. Mm -hmm. He just says you're going to end up like me. Dead. Just which, dead. Which maybe, is a given. Maybe yeah. With, yeah. with regret. Okay, he does sure. say that. I mean, yeah. I guess like is regret the only the only threat here? Become a good person or in, in death? You or you're gonna, not going to like it. <laughs> you're not regret? Gonna, I mean, if you're just sitting there dead, just thinking about Man, I wish I would have done other things. That is that is quite literally the definition of hell in some in some views. That if you if you have any regret in life, you go to hell. Oh well, maybe that's what it is. This movie oh, certainly man. doesn't explain that. But you know, any regret? That's pretty, <laughs> pretty sure. black and white. That's mm. why it's a little bit like interesting. That's an interesting way to think. Ooh, <laughs> kind of like know. we shouldn't have eaten that yogurt. <sighs> that's real regret. I feel um, like we're in I have hell. a regret every yeah. day of my life. <laughs> I do feel like I'm in hell now. Oh, I don't go an hour without something being regrettable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I regret when I answer wrong at the Starbucks. You, they ask you questions. <laughs> Enjoy your coffee. You too. Fuck. Oh, fucking Brian Regan. You don't get to drink a coffee like you me. Too. Dump the hot pot on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Punishment. Uh, just walk away. I'm sorry. Got an order for Blandrew. Oh, that's me. Oh wait, did you say yeah. Andrew? Oh fuck, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess wait, is it? I guess okay. <laughs> no, I I ordered hot milk. Yes, this is me. <laughs> Yum. A venti of that. True. Yes, that's. <laughs> Can I get a grande milk. milk hot? Not too hot though, because I do want to drink it. <laughs> I really like the way that Lou is saying, like, my life was so empty. All I had was. Yeah. Money and women and Frank's Men. like you paid for the women. Let's Lou. be honest, Lou. You paid for the women. Yeah, that's a great line. I do love that. Um, so Lou basically gives him the whole speech. You're going to be visited by three ghosts. They're going to take you through your past, present, and future. They're going to show you that you have to change your ways, or you're going to end up just like me. And then he dangles him out of the window off the side of the building. Mm -hmm. It's pretty gross. Good special effects for '88. I'll give it that. Rip, great it's not rip into that form is wild. It's wild. Yeah. 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 Then we cut to Grace's cute ass family. Oh. She's getting home. We see her getting off the subway with her son, and we find out that her son. It's interesting because <laughs> we find out that her son hasn't spoken in five years, and he looks to be about six years old. I would say six. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he said his first word and then just stopped. And then yeah. never spoke again yeah. since his father was killed five years ago, since he saw his father. Yeah. By the way, this is a plot ago. point I forgot. It's because we go through a great portion of this movie and it's like, well, my son doesn't talk. And you're like, well, that's strange. And you're assuming, well, he probably has some mental disorder. And then when you realize, oh, his father was shot in front of him, it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I probably wouldn't talk either. He's got some PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Like, Real ghost dad. That's what that Jesus. is. Real ghost dad. Yeah. He put his arms behind his head waiting, just waiting <laughs> to say that. Look how comfortable he is. He's like, I mean, I can see it on his notes. He has it written at the top. Opening. Ghost dad. <laughs> dad. Yeah. Bubble letters. Mm -hmm. That's his only note for the whole movie. As soon as she says Calvin, I'm locked and loaded, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. But Grace's family, they don't have a lot of money, but they are just full of the Christmas spirit. Yeah. They... She's got her mom. She's got the rest of her kids. They're all super sweet. Yeah, the mom is great in this movie. I love her. And she's like, well, did you get your bonus? And she's like, I'm using it. It's just she's a fucking drying towel. drying her hair towel. Yeah. And can we talk about 
it's bad enough that you're like, I'm going to give you a bath towel for Christmas. These are just fucking company towels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They that's just the say IBC. Yeah. Fuck, like, that's the biggest fuck you of all. I can't even pretend that I just bought this. Yeah. I have to look at my logo for my work yep. yeah, this every is time I get out of the shower. Not Merry even an Elizabeth Christmas. Arden towel. This no. is a ICB towel. Nobody wants that. No. So Frank and shakes Satan it off. Clown. Bussy. 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 Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> he gets to work the next morning and he finds out that his promo has killed an old lady. Hooray. Which he is so excited uh, he's about. Psyched. He says, you can't buy this kind of publicity. He loves it. He she loves died it. from shock. And also this lady who's telling him is giving some real thirsty vibes. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's kind of all over him. Um, this is uh god damn it, she was like oh, Mary Ellen Trainer. She was like in every eighties movie as something. Mm-hmm. So good for her. Good for her. Yeah. But yeah, she's Bill Murray is thirsting over her. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. And Grace kind of barges in and says that he's needed down on the set, and it's because the censor is there. Yeah. <laughs> after this hellacious promo the censor's been called in to kind of monitor everything and she's got some issues with the production so far mm. one <laughs> item of which being that this does make me laugh this scene where <laughs> go ahead jill cause... they've essentially hired the rockettes to be yeah. on this... stage during the performance and their costumes do not leave much to the imagination no and her nipples are out <laughs> she says her nipples are out. And he says, I want to see her nipples. America wants to see her nipples. Charles Dickens would want to see her nipples. <laughs> Charles Dickens would want to see her nipples. And by the way, you think that, oh, then, you know, they're going to shoot this lady from the back the whole time. We're not going to see the nipples. No, we see the nipples. Yeah, they know they turn around. Yeah. You, you can definitely see. Yeah. Well, you can really see her aerial. Half, they, half yeah. aerial. see her nipples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a half moon. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. the construction guys are maybe some of the funniest. You can barely see those nipples. <laughs> and they're really and they looking. They want to see yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. And they're really looking. Now, I also got to say, I don't think this censor lady deserves everything she got either. This seems really unfair to her. I hear doing her job. Like she's just trying. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She's a fun punching bag. I'll say that. I mean, she's a fun punching bag, but <laughs> she gets a, some real punches. Oh, look, Corey's nipple. Okay. <laughs> oh, go free. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's more mm. than half an areola. No, for the audience, Corey decided to lean all, <laughs> lean across <laughs> all three of us to do something. Uh, there was yeah. a, a bug crawling on the wall, if you must know. Oh, thank you. That I must be for my, my mouth now. <laughs> to care, garbage. To care. That must be for my floor trash. <laughs> Don't call Bobcat a bug. <laughs> uh, he doesn't deserve that. <laughs> Bobcat <laughs> is bug. the floor trash. How dare you? <laughs> So one of the construction workers is holding like a light pole or something like that and turns real fast and knocks the sensor out. I mean, cold. Knocks her knocks out cold. Knocks her out cold. Just... <laughs> Bill's just, his reactions are just the best. Yeah. They're just so stone cold. Just mm-hmm. nothing. It's great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> just... <laughs> well, my favorite part was call a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> cover up her nipples. <laughs> Make sure her nipples are covered. Yeah. Um. And did, by the way, did everybody notice who this nurse was uh, in the movie? I, it's a shocking thing. It's Mimi from the Drew Carey show. Oh, she played. Oh the yeah, nurse. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I recognize her that. now yeah. in my head. Yep. There you go. Yeah, go back and check it out. But I will also say my 
maybe my favorite character in this movie is this goddamn choreographer for the Solid Gold Dancers. Oh, <laughs> this guy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. This guy's amazing. That hair, baby. The most beautiful fucking hair I've ever seen. He's got, <laughs> he's got hair like power line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. And man. he's like, hey, I got something real cool for you, man. <laughs> he's like, you notice the booty? You notice the booty. <laughs> Love this guy. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little like Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I can see it. So he calls him over to watch the dancers and Frank goes over to the sensor where mm-hmm. she's getting worked on. She's yeah. Yanks her head over to the side mm-hmm. and cracks her neck. Can I turn her head? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's already looking. He says, you see? Yeah. You can't fine. see their nipples from here. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. One thumb down, Corey. Come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. All right. We should go back and mention that in Frank's freak out after Lou visits him, he calls Claire. Yeah. Yes, he does. I was going to say, of, we can't gloss over Claire. Karen out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. That's my bad. So he calls Claire in his kind of like post-ghost visit blackout. And says he's freaking out. He's having a horrible time. He needs her. They haven't spoken in 15 years, but he needs to talk to her. One of my favorite jokes that I've probably used in work life numerous times is Bill Murray's on the phone. He's talking to her. He said, hey, uh, I haven't talked to you. Looks at his watch for about 15 years. Can we? (laughs) I fucking love that. That makes me laugh so much. (laughs) So subtle. Yeah. Corey doesn't like it. No, I think it's great. Love it so much. <laughs> so she comes to see him on set, check on him, make sure everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And I just like have to ask, what the fuck does Claire see in him? What is it? <laughs> what is it? Claire is like an angel on earth and Sweetest he's such lady. an asshole to her and to everyone around him just constantly. <laughs> and she just like looks at him starry eyed and says, I never got married. Yeah. Like, what? A, I've always loved you, Lumpy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what does she see in him? I don't get it at all. Mm-mm. And not to mention he's being a fucking lunatic monster to everybody around him. But this is one of my <laughs> just favorite subtle lines throughout the movies. Just the, could you stop the goddamn Damn hammering? The hammering. <laughs> could you stop the goddamn hammering? Jill, no joke. Much like raspberry is a set off point for me for dracula dead and loving it <laughs> anytime i hear a hammer it's a set off for me <laughs> i just want to say can you stop you the stop goddamn the God. hammering fucking raspberry is like an illness if i hear someone's there raspberry. <laughs> Every time. Raspberry. you have to say it. you have to say it i will forever i just hate the fact that mel brooks may die thinking that movie was a failure and anytime i hear raspberry no. i think about this it <laughs> Must have been a raisin. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) And the majority of the world doesn't know what we're talking about. No, no. When we do that. (laughs) And everybody should go see Dracula Dead and Loving. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. The the hammering kills. The hammer. He gets carried away. He gets distracted by everything happening on set. And Claire kind of sneaks away. And he's like, oh, classic Claire, just mm-hmm. out to save the world, whatever. She gives him 
her card so that he can find her again. Um, he starts seeing a bunch of things and then he decides to go to lunch. Yeah, why he's not? like, I gotta get out of this building. Like things, <laughs> crazy things are happening. I gotta get out of this building. Gotta go to lunch. No. And he's been told by Lou that the first ghost is gonna visit him mm. the next day at noon. And we're now in the next day. And here we are. At noon. Before we move on too much from Claire, this is partly where I'm just confused by the choices he's making. Because he's either somehow in a trance or he's making the oddest choice of whenever he's acting alongside Claire. Because he's just, he's like bipolar for some reason with her. Or she's got him under a spell. And I don't really understand. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Or, or he's just not doing a very good job with. I need you conveying. to elaborate. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. I, I think he drops the mean guy facade around Claire and then he snaps back into it is the way I interpret it. Um, because I don't know if his core is nice guy or asshole, but when Claire's around, he seems nicer. And then something happens and he snaps back into asshole. It is. It's weird. I get what you're saying about that. I think he's always an asshole and Claire is just a soft spot. Could be. Could be. He's just kind of an asshole to everyone but her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's the job that made him into an asshole. And when he's in his job sphere, you know, because right. he wasn't an asshole when you they did their flashback. Mm. I guess that brings us to the elephant in the room. Is, guess, this, is this how you act at work? I guess you could understand. <laughs> wow. Are you just ordering your assistant around, telling her, if I work late, you're working late? Obviously. Andrew, pick up this goddamn garbage. <laughs> Sick of looking now at hold it. On. Now hold on a goddamn second. It's disgusting <laughs> in here. Jesus Christ. This sock's standing up on its own. Well, well, there's a reason for that. I have no comment. <laughs> uh, if I may, that's the sock Corey That's brought, a yogurt so sock, guys. It's a yogurt that's, sock. That's, that's where I keep my Greek yogurt. <laughs> you got to strain yogurt. Yeah. You have to. It's ran out cheesecloth. Oh. I just don't believe you. <laughs> I just don't believe just, you. About the sock? I think you're, yeah, I think you're lying about it. <laughs> you know what, Jill? To each is that. Well, I believe what you want to believe. But junior own research is all I'll say. Well, if anybody, if there's anything that can shut down a conversation, yeah, that's true. Do your I'm just, I want to posit that about him for now, and I'll stuff it back in my pocket. But it comes up later. Sock, yeah, <laughs> it's that's a fit. It's it's way too hard. Please put it back. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about it because my feeling about that gets worse as the movie progresses. I okay. gotcha. I gotcha. I can't wait to hear. Coming your way. <laughs> Gross. Get that fuck away from me. <laughs> coming. Uh. So he goes out to yeah. lunch. He's meeting Preston for lunch at a nice restaurant. Preston mentions that Bryce is going to be there as well. Uh, right. And Bryce is coming on board. Yes, Bryce to is coming on board. Out. He says, I've hired you some help. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't even think you meant it that way. Did I you? didn't, but he's you laughing. Weren't even... He did. I thought he might have, and then I realized he didn't. And that's just me. Yeah. All right. Can we talk about this weird fucking waiter? <laughs> it's a real asshole. What else do I know him from? 
I I meant I, to look it up while we were watching this. You know, okay, I'm going to throw this out. It might fall dead in this room, but <laughs> he plays Socrates in so- Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Socrates. Socrates, yes, he plays Socrates. Oh, no, that's not it. Yep, I figured that probably wouldn't be it. But <laughs> <I'm trying laughs> he he does have that face though that you're just like mm. this guy probably was on a billion things. Maybe, right. maybe that's it. So I'll look him up while we're doing this. Frank is like seeing a bunch of stuff. His name is he's, Tony Stedman. He's getting disturbed. Oh my he's, god, Oprah's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's what I know him from. <laughs> um, he sees he gets a drink. Delivered to the table, and he sees an eyeball floating in it. Nobody else can see this eyeball, but he starts freaking out about it, obviously, because mm-hmm. there's an eyeball in his drink. It's gross. Um, he looks up, and he sees a waiter setting himself on fire, making a baked Alaska, which, Corey, what's in a baked Alaska? You could definitely do Obvi- that. I mean, obviously, we know, but obviously. could you tell the audience what's in a baked Alaska? It's like a layer cake underneath. Sometimes you got ice cream in there. Sometimes not. Sometimes they're fruit jam. Sometimes not. People put different things. Why do you set it on fire? It's because you want to get that meringue, get some crispiness. You do like s'mores, right? That's the best part is uh, s'mores get a little crispy on it. So it makes the meringue taste a little better. Oh, I like black marshmallows. Well, some people leave the meringue on fire for a long time. Absolute burnt to the crisp black marshmallows. Mm. Like it's not even gooey inside for Jill. She just wants it to taste like (laughs) ash. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just falls apart. That's my thing. It's kind of fun. You pour a little, you pour like a high proof alcohol in there and set it ablaze mm-hmm. we would try it in andrew's house but i mean if there was a place to do it this lord knows the, the whole house would go up <laughs> if there wasn't that <laughs> weird stink in here <laughs> smells like it might smell like catch fire if we just do anything it's coming from it's the cool from, it's coming from this cooler in the other in the other room <laughs> listen it's just gay stuff in there it's just gay stuff okay just gay stuff you don't want to go in there just gay stuff <laughs> it's all the gently used dildos from uh, our sponsor gently used. <laughs> yeah we forgot to mention <laughs> our new sponsor is gently used listen all it takes is a little soap and it's fine <laughs> guys they've barely been used barely yeah. gently barely. Gently, gently used, used. yeah Come on. Just Let's throw them in your dishwasher. Don't get weird about it. It's just, be you fine. know. What's really fun for me about this scene is that Frank is appalled by this person on fire in front of him. But from what we've seen of Frank so far, I'm oh, not yeah. sure he would actually care about no. someone on fire it in front of him. It doesn't seem a character trait that he's, he's worried about this guy. Which I guess to Corey's point, maybe this is, maybe the asshole thing is an act. Because he does seem to care that this waiter... Is on fire. Is burning to death in front of him. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I'm not so, sure. It's just not clear to me where when he's pretending when he's not. Because he's got to be on one of the two. He can't be both those things. Or I guess he can. I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. He's like super calm to Elliot's face and then tells Grace behind his back. Yeah, get security. That guy's fired. Mm-hmm. Which is a monstrous know. move. That's yeah. a monster move. It's a yeah. monster move. So I don't mm. know. It's interesting. It is. It is. I, I mean, if he wasn't an asshole at the core, he probably wouldn't be visited by these ghosts. True that. True that. So there's that. Yeah. Anyway, he jumps up mm-hmm. and he throws a pitcher of water on the waiter who's not actually on fire. And he says, I'm sorry, I thought you were Richard Pryor. <laughs> Which is such Interesting. a, at the time, Richard Pryor joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does everybody get the reference of that, by the way? No. Yes. Okay, good. There we go. And Ike's 
explained it to Jill. I did not get it. Oh, well, there we go. Because after he threw the water on the waiter and said, I thought you were Richard Pryor, I looked at Blaine and said, wasn't Richard Pryor black? (laughs) He said, I mean, yeah, yeah. But but (laughs) he also famously set himself on fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, he tried to smoke some freebase. Um, this is only after he poured gasoline on himself and then caught himself on fire. So that part I didn't know. Yeah, there's that. There's Until that. Blaine told me last night. Yeah. So Richard Pryor, still the funny one of the funniest men on earth. Yeah. Recently came out that he and Marlon Brando were lovers for a little bit. So what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's let's unwrap well, that. I guess gift. we gotta unpack you're gonna, it out. You just gonna gloss <laughs> over that? Oh, that's earth shattering. All right, so both of them are dead. Yeah, both of them are dead. Who who unleashed this news? Uh, family members said that he and Marlon Brando had an affair in the seventies together. Hmm. Family member. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you listen to Richard Pryor's or see his earlier stuff, he does talk about sucking dick a lot, and he himself sucking dick. So. It probably makes a little more sense. Yeah. I actually understood it a little more from Marlon Brando. I, I I don't remember too much of that from Richard Pryor, but hey, hey, yeah, hey. I mean, we who couldn't forget that hot fucking kiss that Brando and Larry King shared on the Larry King show that one time. Hey, we're all pan. Teach his we're own. We're all pan. <laughs> yeah, teach his own. They're all burning in hell now. We know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> they regret them. They regret the kiss. Yeah. Yeah. They regret it. Yep. They should have repented. We all know it's Christmas. <laughs> uh, anyway. So Frank runs out of the restaurant after this terrifying experience. He starts screaming for a taxi. And boy, does the taxi show up. <laughs> yes, it I does. absolutely love this taxi driver. He has scared the bejesus out of me since I was teeny tiny. But <laughs> I also love him. I love this motherfucker. And he, everything yeah, he's in. David Johansson. Yeah, he's a lunatic. Uh, Buster Poindexter mm-hmm. is his uh, musical name. He was also in the New York Dolls. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a very good musician, but, you know, you ever, ever teach their own. Uh, it's a style of music that a lot of people like. It is. It is. Um, can I just, just a personal story. Uh, Blaine's brother and I had the same job in college, and we worked with a lady who looked and sound just like David Johansson in this movie. And every time I see him, Yikes. I laugh out loud. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, exactly like him. That's low praise. <laughs> Yo, it's the lowest praise. Wow. Um, <laughs> David Johansson, famously from Mr. Nanny. <laughs> you make fun of my hair. You mock my hair. You mock my hair. <laughs> David Johansson, national, tre- national treasure. National treasure. Love it. Yes. So he says he's the ghost <gasps> of Christmas past. Mm-hmm. And go he's back. gonna take Frank back in time to nineteen fifty five. The f- first visit they go on is to nineteen fifty five. He's gonna show him some key points in his life. And he takes mm-hmm. him back. <laughs> I love this because Frank is all like, If you think I'm gonna cry, I'm not I'm yeah. not gonna cry. You think you just show me my parents, I'm gonna cry. And mm-hmm. he goes Niagara Falls. <laughs> Niagara Falls, Frank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he takes him back and he takes him to his childhood home. It's not decorated for Christmas because his dad sucks. His dad seems like a real nice guy. Uh, yeah. It shows four-year-old Frank sitting two inches from the TV just like absorbing all of this TV. His pregnant mom is sitting two feet behind him smoking Chain a cigarette. Smoking. <laughs> In a uh, recliner. Yep. 
when his dad gets home in what appears to be a butcher's uniform <laughs> and drops we have. five pounds mm-hmm. of veal <laughs> in yeah. front of him. He yeah. says, but I wanted a choo-choo train. <laughs> yeah. He says, well, here's a dead baby cow yeah. instead. I mean, listen. You ingrate. <laughs> He's not wrong. That's some expensive meat, but you know, <laughs> veal. Fuck yeah! That what a gift. <laughs> yeah, horrible gift. Corey got it every year. Look how well he turned out. <laughs> Grass fed. Definitely not a sociopath. <laughs> Definitely not. You're saying that. I agree with you. <laughs> and then he sits oh, on the couch Fuck. in his like full shit. bloody butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Uniform. You doing okay? <laughs> That's genuinely terrifying. <laughs> I was trying to think of the craziest thing I could do. I hated that. <laughs> All I could think of when I heard it was like, please God tell me he's been recording this whole time. <laughs> oh, I see it. Yeah. That would be a problem. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I was really scared and a little bit for Oh, anyway, so yeah, he uh, he sits down on the couch, just like completely bloody in his butcher's apron. It's super gross. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. his mom goes to bed, and he says, "Good night, Frankie. Merry <laughs> Christmas, Frankie." It's Aww. she's sweet with it. Yeah. It's sweet. Niagara she's sweet about it. And then Niagara, Niagara Frank. <laughs> Mary, don't sit on the couch on your pier. Um, <laughs> There's blood on the couch. <laughs> oh, you know, I lost my job at the bank. How's that plot go? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this scene, like, I guess it illustrates his not so great dad, but it still doesn't tell us all that much about Frank's childhood. Oh, I thought, I thought the whole point <laughs> is that it, that his. He was raised by the TV, and that's that's where we start. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's what it's trying to illustrate, but it's like... And Christmas was never special for Christmas him. Christmas yeah. was not special, obviously. Mm-hmm. He gets <laughs> he doesn't get his house decorated. He watches TV nonstop. I can relate. Um, but it's interesting, because mm-hmm. apparently James was raised completely differently, but we don't get a glimpse Somehow. into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently his parents really got it together after that. Just so then he sm- takes him smash cut to Christmas party. Yeah, years later. Yes, we jump <laughs> forward to a obviously seventeen year old Bill Murray. I mean, mm. listen, I think we're being unfair. He's definitely eighteen in this. <laughs> the um, company Christmas yeah. party. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Uh, just no way to really make Bill Murray look young, guys. No, they don't way. even try. No, like, they don't try to they, like. They cast put him in jeans else. and give him a little bit longer hair. They might as well also had him sitting in front of the TV as his four-year-old self, as <laughs> yeah. believable as his 18-year-old self yeah. is. Yeah. It but daddy, I'm four. <laughs> I wanted a choo-choo. <laughs> they might as well have just had Bill Murray do that. Yeah. They're... If they're going to have him play his 18-year-old self. Exactly. I mean, but as an intern is... they had, or whatever he is. They had two of his younger brothers on set. They don't look much like him, but. It would have been <laughs> probably no. a better idea. Or just get any kid the age of 20. Any I think it would have been fine. Any yeah. random 18-year-old. Yeah. Bill Murray didn't have to be in every single shot in this movie. We could get somebody <laughs> else. We could have understood as the audience so that it was supposed to be yep. him. Easy. I and the like fucking hair that. they gave him for the scene is the most laughable thing. <laughs> 
it's all party in the back. There's nothing up front. <laughs> but it also kind of <laughs> illustrates that before he took over the company, it was more fun to work at because mm-hmm. there was a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. But he's working super late on Christmas Eve, even as like an 18 year old intern. Like, what do you even do? There's yeah. no reason you should be working this hard still. There's no way. He's still Could- delivering the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Do exactly. your job in the middle of the day. What were you doing? Yeah. They got to get Ridiculous. their mail. If you got time to lean, you got time to clean, motherfucker. Should not um, take you this long, sir. Um, this was another thing I noted this time watching it, just thinking about the the way you could just be a generalized white man who can work in the mailroom and then no less than twenty years later be the president of the fucking company. It's just there you go. You don't have to be that special. You just have to work on Christmas Eve. Yep, and That's kiss it. your boss's ass and your other white male boss's ass, and then you're the president. Yeah, isn't that cool? There you go. The youngest president of all time. Of all time. You know what? Thirty-eight. I just realized that he's just riding the clock. He got a clock out you know the Christmas party. He's gonna get two extra hours in. Yeah. yeah. Corey, he's riding that clock. Totally you're right. Hundred percent. Doesn't take long to deliver mail. He does that shit every day. That's every theft day. of company, time, and money. How's and that boot taste, Andrew? <laughs> I don't know. It's in my ass. Um, <laughs> I also taste it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all um, it's really far up there. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um. <laughs> so we get his meet cute with Claire because he leaves the Christmas party to deliver some stuff, probably. Mm-hmm. She opens a door right into his head, just bonks him right on the head, sends him down to the ground. We figure out why she calls him lumpy. She says there's going to be a lump there. They bonk heads. They go out for Chinese food. It's it's adorable. They're adorable. Everything you want. Claire's just precious. Cute. <laughs> Thank you for that. I mean, that's how Blaine and Corey met. Right. Um, yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Love at first sight. Yeah. I was getting some gushers. And I gushed. You both grab the same pack at the same time and sparks. (laughs) We just squeeze them in each other's hands. So we jump forward again. (laughs) Presumably to the next year's Christmas Eve where he and Claire are spending it together. And she's in the bathtub. And then these taxi drivers being a pervert. And then they jump out and they open presents together. And this is the most like male female thing I've ever seen because he's gotten Claire a pack of knives. Yeah. Yeah. And he still to this day thinks that that's a really awesome gift that he's gotten her. Like they can cut through a tin can. I got something to return. Thanks. Well, that was when those knives were very popular, Jill. They were okay. they were all the rage. Everybody wanted them. Yeah, I'm sure they were. And I'm not defending him at all. I just do. I know that those are very popular knives. We get it, Corey. You bought the knives. I yeah. take them back. I think it further take illustrates. Them back and get something else. He watches a lot of TV because those were highly televised knives, and he was like, "Oh, great! Yes, I see them every commercial. I'll buy them for her." I'm sure it's just like every man who goes out and buys a heart shaped K jeweler's necklace. Wow. Uh oh. That a. That felt deep. That felt like a deep wound. Um. I didn't do that. I'm just saying, you have time to return it. Oh, I didn't boy. <laughs> I did buy a key. I took two keys that you did lose. Okay. Look, Jill, I got you a <laughs> Tiffany's keychain. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't I the best? <laughs> Aren't I the best? Now, congratulate me. 
<laughs> now thank me with your sex, please. <laughs> <laughs> you owe it to me. I yeah, yeah. I bought it. Speaking of sex, <laughs> technically, a woman did not write this scene because she gives him the Kama, Kama Sutra. Sutra. Give me a break. Yeah. Such a. I don't know. I mean, she's like kind of a hippie, so like maybe she would be into it. But yeah, perhaps uh, a woman in no way, shape, or form wrote Claire because there's mm-hmm. no reason that she puts up with any of Frank's shit ever. No, mm. no, not no. not. She's a basically a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, yeah. for Frank. This is. Yeah, she, I am mesmerized by Karen Allen every time she's on screen in this movie. She's yeah. got a smile and, that's like yeah, she's and she know and that's what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah, she's sweet and beautiful. She puts up with all of the shit for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, and honestly, they don't give her enough to do. She's in this perfect. Movie. No, yeah, the perfect woman. She could have been. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> what have you wrought? <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, so she's perfect. Yeah, love her. Love so her and everything. She does. To another Christmas Eve, and he is playing a children's character. He plays the dog. It's a bone. It's a bone. <laughs> it's a bone. <laughs> By the way, every time me and your brother talk about that lady, we always say, it's a bone. <laughs> <laughs> so he's playing a dog on a children's show, and he gets invited out by his boss to come to dinner with him and the secretary, who's obviously cheating on his wife with. And Claire shows up and she's like, we can't go out. We have plans with our friends tonight. It's Christmas Eve. And she says it like a Charlie Brown character every time. (laughs) She's just so precious. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. This is for my job. Like, what are you talking about? And Mm -hmm. Blaine was like, that's kind of unreasonable. Like talking about Claire. Obviously. Mm. She broke up with him here. Speaking of boots. um... So she says maybe we should just kind (laughs) of. Take a break because she's tired of Frank's shit. I mean, it does feel like a strange thing to break up with. Wait, uh, yeah, there's more that's happened. It's obviously the last straw. Yeah, got it. Okay. This is not the first time he's put work ahead of her or her needs. Because if that was the mm. first time, I'd be like, and we're strictly talking about Claire. <laughs> yeah, we're strictly talking about. Claire. I'd be like, yeah, maybe we should do that for your job if this was the first time, but it couldn't have been. No, there's no way. There's no way. And if it wasn't Christmas Eve, maybe like. Also, why are they filming this show on Christmas Eve? There's no that, way. There's no reason you should film this show on there's Christmas no Eve. There's no way this stupid show and all those kids in the live audience were filming on Christmas Eve. That just wasn't happening. I mean, if we're going to go down that route, there's no reason the president of the company would ask the fucking dog character from the show to go to dinner <laughs> also, either. But... There's also no reason the president would be there no. during the filming of this <laughs> show. Those are all great points. Yeah. He just, yeah. None of this would have happened. No, no, no. no. But anyway, he invites like him for no good reason. <laughs> And he obviously goes because we know that he's lost Claire and that this is how mm-hmm. he just puts work ahead of her all the time. All the time. Hmm. I was wondering if it was going to be repeated. Every day. Kind of set it up for that. <laughs> that one's been big block letters like Ghost Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking uh, of Ghost Dads. Um, uh, oh, that hurt my feelings. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so Frank gets dropped off back in the present and he's back on set, which is hilarious because every time he gets like 
every time he comes back from one of these journeys, he's just in the middle of a set and just fucking stuff up. And it's, <laughs> when he it's came, incredible. When he came back this time and he's watching Buddy Hackett and that woman have <laughs> that dialogue. And she's like, well, I hope you're happy with the path he's chosen. And Bill Murray jumps in. Well, I, I am happy with the path I've chosen, you little bitch. <laughs> that part is funny. <laughs> I did laugh out loud. What the hell is the matter with you? <laughs> Buddy Hackett. <laughs> the voice like, of reason. <laughs> constantly rants to himself. He rants to himself the whole way out the door yeah. to go visit Claire or wherever she works. And he's searching for Claire. And he's yeah. like, I, yeah. at least I work at a place that's recognizable when you're looking for it. Yeah, exactly. And we're also getting spurts of Elliot in between here, which is again amazing. Only been fired for maybe twelve hours at this point and, and he's just, selling um, his blood. He's selling his blood. In exchange for alcohol. Yep. <laughs> it's incredible. He's had a real a real downfall, this Elliot. Uh yeah, Elliot's not taking life very well. No. And I do love this lady that works at the shelter. She is also an incredible actress. <laughs> oh, God, another wild and woolly one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he goes into the shelter. He's looking for Claire. He's having an obvious breakdown. So they just think he's another crazy person off the street that needs shelter. Makes sense. And finally, and how everyone should be reacting when they see him having these manic episodes. We're like, yeah. you're not well. <laughs> um, yeah. You need to see someone and maybe take some medication, sir. <laughs> this is, this mm-hmm. is insane. He sits down with a group of people, one of which offers him a drink. And did you guys notice that this is Ma Fratelli? Of course yeah. it's Ma Fratelli. And Ramsey herself. Such a small role, but I was like, that is her. She just looks, she does look different. Well, I think this was her last movie because she gets a dedication at the end of it. Oh. So I think she might have died before this came out, but sad. Uh, by the way, the guy that's not Herman is her real life husband. Oh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Found that out this watch. Huh. Yep, that's a real life husband. Yep. Definitely got that vibe. This watch. By the way, Michael Pollard plays Herman, who's the other guy, Academy Award nominee from uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Also, maybe his best role comes from a little movie where he plays a camp counselor in Sleepaway Camp Part 3. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you don't think it's this? No, no, no. No, no I think no, Sleepaway Camp me. Part 3. <laughs> yeah, I think Part 3. The one that I don't think she's even in, right? Isn't that where they deviate? Uh, <laughs> uh, n- I don't know. No, no, 3, she's still in okay. it. She's still in it. Mm-hmm. Listen, she, Angela can't get enough. <laughs> she just has to kill people. She's got to kill people. Yeah. It's that penis. Mm-hmm. Makes her want to kill people. Yep. Um, what kills me about the scene is that Moffratelli is offering him a drink and he's just pretending to drink it, which is super fair. I'm, I get it. I'm not going to lie. If she offered me a drink, I definitely wouldn't drink after her either. No. no, no, no. Um, it's super gross. And they keep calling him Dick, which is so funny. They think he's Dick Burton. Um, Richard Burton. Yeah. And it is funny when he does his Richard Burton impression, which is just gibberish. <laughs> it's a decent Richard Burton impression. Can I call you Dick? Is that too familiar? We that shouldn't too- be calling you Dick. I just have to tell you, when you and Liz were dating. <laughs> I, just, I love this scene. And so he starts, Claire eventually comes out and finds him, and he's like, I'm having a, I'm having a rough time. I'm thinking about you, mm. but... Just please come out and have a cup of coffee with me. Come out with me. Like, I need to talk to you. And she's going to go out with him. But then there's this big crisis at the shelter. Their food's not being delivered. Their blankets aren't being delivered. Like, things are going awry. Mm -hmm. 
and he will not stand for it. He's like, no. I am more important than whatever stupid crisis you're dealing with here at this homeless shelter. Yeah. And he's learned absolutely nothing so far. And he's so rude to her. He is. And her so coworkers rude. who are volunteers. He yeah. says, fire these people. And she says, they're volunteers. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah. That part where he like gets, is like, he's like, yeah, they're going to be like this every year. They're like, I'm sure they're like this all, all year round. I'm like, oh, yikes. That is a uh, little too real to right now with uh, old Whoopi Goldberg. You hear her lately? Oh, what? no. It's rough I, stuff. Well, now I got to know. What happened with Whoops? What she She's do? joining the bandwagon of all of the elders saying that millennials and Gen Z are the laziest people on earth and that we only want to work oh, for four fuck. hours a day. And like, we, that's not true. Um, you're just, you're just getting old and cranky, it seems. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, who I respect immensely and love you and Ghost, uh, and most of the movies you've done. Who the fuck doesn't want to work four hours a day? Right? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> it's just time to take your nap, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Count? I could just sit on a table and talk about a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I, you guys don't work as hard as I do. <laughs> fuck off, whoopee. Um, yeah. So just sit back, count your fucking millions of dollars <laughs> yes, that you have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and calm down. And I just, I still don't understand what Claire sees in him. No. And, you know, you got to put it in perspective. She hasn't talked to him in 15 years. And the two times she's seen him, he has been an absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. Just distracted and asshole. He says, scrape him off, Claire. Scrape him off. That's what he says. Scrape him off, Claire. Mm -hmm. Just save yourself. Sweet sweet Claire. She just sees, you know, what she wants to see. Yeah. She was written by a man. That's her that's problem. For sure. <laughs> yeah. It is. So he's. Clairvoyant. He stumbled. <laughs> I don't know why. We just eased into Robin Williams' mm. hums for a minute. Well, right. You know, he's got to pop up now every time, too. Yeah. Then we um, stumble so... into. <laughs> what? what? My favorite ghost. Yes. Oh, God. Absolutely. Needs, which is the ghost of Christmas present. The great Carol Kane. I mean, <laughs> Carol Kane. she's so fucking great. <laughs> I just laugh the entire time she's on screen. I love her. Because the entire time she's on screen, she's just subtly beating the shit out of him. <laughs> and the sweetest fucking lady and <laughs> beats the shit out of Bill Murray this whole time. It is so funny. They're ever. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna rip your goddamn, goddamn wings, wings off. <laughs> <laughs> the mm. scene where he just starts to choke her and then she punches him in the gut. Yeah. That's great. It beats the great. fuck out of him. <laughs> Does not stop it. No. <laughs> in her sprightly fairy self. Yeah. Come in and know me so better, happy. man. <laughs> I love these scenes. So she takes him around and she takes him to see kind of how Grace lives, which is not great. No, no. Um, so we see them at Grace's family, and he finally sees that Grace's son doesn't speak, and he hasn't speak since he saw his father killed five years ago. Shocking and, scene. <laughs> yeah. But he's smart, and they see that their family is like, struggling to make ends meet, and mm-hmm. he says, well, maybe she could, maybe she's due for a bonus. Maybe she's due for a raise. That's and then Carol King keeps punching him. Yeah. 
And yanking his ears out. Yeah. Uh, so then she takes him to see James and his whole situation. Christmas Eve dinner that he's supposed to be at. They're playing a trivia game. And James's wife is talking some mad shit. She does. About Frank the whole time, which he probably <laughs> deserves. But also, she's kind of a bitch to James about it. Mm, yeah. He's I like, mean, why are you nice to him? He treats you like shit. <laughs> Unlike me. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you even try, idiot? (laughs) Why don't you stop being a pussy, James? (laughs) (laughs) And why does this other guy look like your brother, too? It's weird. (laughs) She's like, you invite him every year and he never comes. Like, damn, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's my brother. All true. It's true, but like, she's also mean about it. Well, I mean, just look around his apartment. Like, there's a wall missing. There's a big hole in the wall. Oh, they're obviously doing some construction. They mm. are. Get your shit together. Remodeling. Maybe I'll come over. <laughs> well, James <is> <laughs> will come over until that house is fully fixed. <laughs> well, it's apparent James is some kind of millennial asshole. Or one where millennial? Millennial. Millennial. Fucking millennial. So, yeah. I've had a lot of eggnog, guys. Um. They're playing a game and they're kind of talking about Frank and. Frank sees that James has received a VCR, despite the <laughs> fact that he says to give him a towel, and he's like, Grace is fired. Yeah. My ex-secretary. My ex-secretary. <laughs> that doesn't look like a bath towel. <laughs> but they're playing a trivia game. Yeah. And the main trivia question that he gets hung up on is, what is the boat that took them to Gil- Gilligan's Island? Yeah. It's going to come back later. I think it will. I think it will. I think we all know the answer to this, though. And uh, I think we can all agree that James is an idiot. That's pretty dumb. The song right. is pretty self-evident. Who guesses mackerel? The SS mackerel. Yeah, that's dumb, James. That's why I don't go to your house. Yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> Come on, James. You said that. dumb. <laughs> yeah. You don't watch television? <laughs> you fucking loser. The next scene is like, interesting okay we get dropped off basically in a sewer like we're underground it would seem and herman is there oh and herman has evidently frozen to death frozen solid yeah but like as a child i found this scene so disturbing like it's super creepy yeah he's just sitting there with a smile on his face like Holding his watch and frozen to death. And it's so sad. And it's also creepy. <laughs> sad and creepy. But like, what? Yeah. I mean, so one thing that's not completely his fault. Yeah. Could he have perhaps prevented it? Um, maybe. Maybe not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have given him a little bit of money. He might have still went there. I mean, it, it was kind of like trying to... Sh- Make him empathetic, I guess, is where that was going. Yeah. Because he was just talking about scrape him off your shoe, and then you see Herman's frozen yeah. to death in a sewer. Which, by the way. what happens when you brush people off. Yeah, this is what happens. You don't care for people. Also, he does do a Trump Tower joke in this scene. And he does. What is this, Trump Tower? <laughs> great joke. Which is great. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Bill Murray, when he made that joke in 1988, like, you know... 
I wonder if one day this guy's going to be president of the United States. Probably. I think we all thought that <laughs> yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. I think every time any of us saw Donald Trump on TV, we thought, that's the future president. I wonder if 35 yeah. years that joke is going to be all the relevant. <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, he starts talking to Herman in a real crazy way. And he finds the door. He says, is this the door? Is this the door? <laughs> like, yeah, obviously. There's stairs leading up to it. Yeah, like, Frank. what else would it be? It's mm-hmm. a door. Mm-hmm. He bursts through it, and then he's back at the office, and he's... Ruined another take. <laughs> Ruined another take. Yeah. I just love the way he slides down this. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> and into the sensor lady, who's just getting hurt over and over and over again. Can't stop getting injured. She can't, she can't catch a break. But for some reason, she's still on this set. Like, mm-hmm. you'd think they would have just sent someone else by now. But she's a real trooper. She's <laughs> yeah. going to finish this. Um, yeah. I mean, look, she's devoted to her job, guys. What can we say? I mean, she's yeah. there. She's already there. You know, we're not going to send another one. <laughs> she yeah. does not want to see these nipples on screen. She does. You look, she's serious about it. And she'll, you can tape her up as much as you want. She's still going to work. Still going to work. So, in this scene also... They finally get Bill Murray, and they're like, just go to your office, because you're acting like an absolute psychopath. In this scene, Bill Murray actually elbowed Alfred Woodard in the face. <laughs> and if you need to watch it again, I would strongly suggest it, because he does clock her a little I bit. I did watch that, <laughs> yeah. and I did think, like, oh, he just straight up hit her. Yeah. She reacted to that. Yeah. I was reading in the trivia, because you can even see her afterwards. She's like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did he, I don't even remember. Uh, did he spin around or something to get her? Yeah, it was when the ghost of Chris, the, the guy in the skull costume the is ghost. in the elevator. the elevator. And it opens up and he screams and he like elbows back and clocks Alfrey in the actual cheek. Hey. Yeah. You can even see her walk away just rubbing her face like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was probably like, I got to get off this fucking movie. <laughs> this guy's a psychopath. Real psychopath. Yeah. Uh, so he goes up to his office and he's convinced that that is the third ghost that's going to visit him. But it's not the third ghost. Not yet. It's Mm-mm. just the third ghost in the TV production. So it's fine. It's totally okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. He's still not believing that all this is happening. Right. No. It hasn't really changed much even at, at all. all. Moments. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he gets back to his office. So he gets back to his <laughs> office. He's having some drinks. Yeah. <laughs> this is the this... scene where he's barely pouring any tab in the yeah. vodka. We're, we're barely hanging on <laughs> yeah. to the tab to vodka mm. ratio. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, it just becomes drinking out of the bottle. And then we meet Elliot again. Yes, mm. we do. <laughs> <laughs> and Elliot he's... has brought a shotgun. <laughs> Back to the office building, because Elliot has decided that Frank is the root of all of his problems, and he's going to murder him. Yeah. He's going to pay. 24 hours ago, you destroyed my life, and I have taken a downward turn. Time to murder. Yeah. Full Bobcat. He's going to do it. This is where they come from. Full Bobcat. He went full Bobcat in this scene. It's hard to go full Bobcat and come back. He sure did, though. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so he's constantly blowing holes in walls. Elliot's fallen on some really tough times. Yeah. Yeah, his wife and daughter left him. And by daughter left him, the wife took the daughter. He yeah. says, my baby daughter. He took my baby daughter. Yeah. It's pretty horrible. But also, yeah. Elliot, what else have you done? 
Elliot, this isn't the first time. She no. didn't leave you for no reason. No. She did not leave you for no reason. I just love that he runs straight past him when he's holding a shotgun. Like, yeah. Why would you not tackle him in that instance? And grab that shotgun. Why would you not take that shotgun? He's, but, he's, he's, he's a weak man. It's fine. I also love the, Elliot, you're not going to believe this, but I've been having a worse day than you have. <laughs> <laughs> Do you <Yeah>. like that? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there's like a shootout, literally, and fucking Bill Murray is trying to get on this elevator, and Elliot, for some reason, just doesn't blow him away. Uh, Bill Murray falls into the elevator and gets a little surprise. He's taking time, you know. Mm-hmm. That's when we get our ghost of Christmas future. Who this is my favorite part when he opens. <laughs> yeah, the sheet. He's convinced that it's a guy in costume again. I'm like, oh, oh this is. Very believable. I'm mm-hmm. going to put you on screen. He opens his chest and sees the demons inside. <laughs> then screaming. closes it. <laughs> then does a double take. <laughs> and opens it again. Yeah. The gra- censors are going to be all over us for that. Yeah. It's a great scene. It's a great Bill Murray. It's a great scene. So then he starts showing him what's going to happen in the future when he doesn't change his ways. And he takes us to see Claire. Who has just yeah. become a completely shit-ass person. <laughs> yeah, at, a real shit-ass. At the result of Frank's advice to scrape him off. And she's like sitting there. I like that it's supposed to be in the future and she's like an older lady. She's obviously somehow made a bunch of money. But like she's still in full 80s garb like head to toe. Yeah, 80s. Here's a reference. Dynasty outfits. Yeah. It's yeah very yeah. dynasty. But also mm-hmm. like Marie Antoinette makeup. Like she's just yeah, powder she's very white. pale. I always, again, this is another thing. Much like Herman, seeing her in that all white makeup was disturbing as a child. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck happened yeah. to this person? Yeah. yeah. She's very pale and powdered. And she sees some little beggar children outside of where she's having tea. And her friends are like, oh, Claire, they're just children. She's a scrape them off. <laughs> yeah. It's the best advice I ever got. So he basically sees like, oh, I he fucked had her up. This much influence on Claire? Like, yeah. What? I'm mm. sorry. No, you didn't. Claire wouldn't have been so swerved by your shit. Yeah, Swerve. ridiculous. Claire's, yeah. A, Claire's a good person through and through, but it's implying that his influence completely changed her as a person based on that one sentence that he said to her. Yeah. And then we get to see Grace's son in the future, and he's been institutionalized just because he doesn't speak. Right. <laughs> Very good. Very strange. Um, good riddance. Yeah. Oh. He doesn't well, say that. words, so he is in a padded room. That's yeah. Bird. <laughs> Ridiculous. No reason. And Grace can only visit him with a shawl on. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> yeah. Grace converted to Islam in order to visit him. Yep. It's <laughs> um, the only way you can visit him. Um. And Frank starts feeling guilty, like it's his fault. I guess they couldn't afford the doctors that would fix him if Frank didn't give her a raise. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's the point. Mm-hmm. And then we flash forward to Frank's funeral. Mm. Yeah. Where only James and his wife have shown up, basically. <laughs> yeah. No one really cares that he's dead. And maybe the most beautiful fucking crematorium you'll ever see in your it life. It's pretty nice. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can only hope to get burned in this place, guys. <laughs> I mean, it's a really nice one. But again, like the whole implication is that like no one will come to your funeral if yeah. you're not a better person. Like mm-hmm. 
Okay. And I will say this part used to scare the bejesus out of me as it, a child. The Bill Murray burning. Yes. Yeah. But as an adult, I'm like, well, you wouldn't know who all came to your funeral. So, like, is that the threat? Mm-hmm. That just maybe a lot of people won't show up? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, oh, no, people won't show up to my funeral. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> it, like, feels like the lesson is, like, if you're not a better person, you're going to die. You're going to die either way. So. Yeah. I'm not saying be a bad person, but this movie doesn't fully explain its thought process. Yeah. Because it seems like the end threat is death. Yeah. Which is going to catch up to you regardless. Right. Which we all know comes for us all. Yeah. Um, but then it cuts to Bill Murray being cremated and he ends up in the coffin and he is slowly being pushed into a fire. And it's very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. It's, and he's screaming to get me out. I don't yeah. want to burn. Um, I hated a, it. A situation where, you know, you don't want to see your favorite comedic actor in. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up and he is back out of that situation. And this part also scared the bejesus out of me as a kid. Oh, shit. Because he opens up the elevator and says, I'm alive. And then Elliot has a shotgun pointed at his face and he says, not for long. (laughs) And that actually scared the shit out of me. Oh, God. Like, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, active shooters. Crazy people. Yeah, active shooters. Good thing we don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm. Um, (laughs) Not in America. Not in America. What's crazy? Huh. So, right here, he's completely turned over a new leaf. And he is like embracing Elliot. Yeah, hires him back, gives him a promotion, gives him the off. I realize you you feel bad about what you did, but this motherfucker's still crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm alive, and so are you. <laughs> yeah. That part will always stick out to me. But he, maybe Elliot was just real drunk. Maybe when he sobers up, he's a sharp executive. But he's still willing to murder. Yeah, no, Elliot still mm-hmm. doesn't have a bright. You're not getting after your this. job back, Elliot. Sorry. Mm. You still got I'll, a shot. You could be like, I won't press charges, but well, you're not a safe employee. <laughs> you gotta go. This goes to my larger point. From this scene on, I would say that Frank is having the manic episode that more than he's had the entire movie. Like, someone should not be, like, laughing with him. Someone should be calling a doctor. He's... <laughs> this... Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say he's could argue... turn a new leaf. I'd say... That made him crazy. I think he might be might need to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, you're not That's wrong. That's a take. That's yeah. one way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a Wellbutrin prescription. <laughs> um, Your last name is McDuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, like, the last 15 minutes of this movie is Bill Murray playing toward the camera. I mean, that's... That's it. Yeah. It's a lot of cheese. Yep. But there's some nice. cheese. So a lot, he... A lot of Christmas cheese. Convinces Elliot that... Life is good. He can have mm-hmm. his job back. He can have an office. He's an executive. He's turned over a new leaf. He goes downstairs and interrupts the live show and gives this big speech about how this is what Christmas is about. We've got to take care of each other. And there's mistletoe, so he's got to make out with this woman with her nipples out. And he does that. There's that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, and he makes Elliot take over the production booth. Yeah. So he like sends Elliot up to the booth with a shotgun. So like Elliot still doesn't have a bright future after this. Elliot's going to prison. Yeah. Elliot Someone's going to gonna call the prison Elliot. <laughs> yeah. Elliot should definitely go to prison. We he, hadn't even mentioned a lot of the property damage Elliot did. but you know. He holds like 
10 people up at gunpoint. So he should just go to prison after this. Yeah. He would. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's for the best. I think even in the 80s, um, he would. Yeah. Yeah. We've got our sensor lady up in the booth, and they've tied up Bryce. <laughs> yeah. Everyone and at home is realizing that this is not how a live show is supposed to go. Right. And what's happening? And Preston's calling up there, and they're blaming it all on Bryce, which is great. It's funny. It's funny. They see some mistletoe. The censor sees some mistletoe over Bryce and decides to assault him for no reason. Weird character she, development she has. You know what? <laughs> She's lost it, too. She's got too many hits in the head. She's, yeah. <laughs> That's true. She's gone. Mistletoe is just hanging assault. Is CTE. What that is. You know, it's like I always say. Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. <laughs> but a kiss can be even deadlier <laughs> if you mean it. Yep. Mm. All right. Thank you. <laughs> no okay. one, no one, a big Batman return fan. Yeah, Batman return. All right. Feels like something Uma mm-hmm. Thurman said, but I don't. Not Uma, nope. but that's, that's Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, right? Yeah, that was Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. 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 Edward Nigma. Yeah, I know. I know. One day we're gonna do the Batman movies, but. The the awkward solving of all those riddles yeah. in succession is the funniest shit on earth. Hmm. Oh. Guys, I actually love Batman and Robin. I I enjoy it too. Okay, it's a, I think it's such I think both the Schumacher films are terrible, and I acknowledge that they're terrible. Mm-hmm. I doesn't mean I wouldn't like to watch them and fr- and have a little fun watching them. Right? Can I be honest? Mm-hmm. I like the Uma Thurman. Schwarzenegger parts of that movie. Like I told Lady Freeze when I pulled her plug. <laughs> pulled her plug. This is a one woman show. <laughs> yeah, Uma Thurman is doing. Jill says that anytime she <laughs> unplugs anything. <laughs> Uma Thurman is going full drag queen in that movie. She it's is. Just, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Love that movie. Uh, All right. Well, uh, we've pretty much wrapped up this movie. Well, There's a. Uh... Yeah, so it comes to my biggest egregious moment. Is that okay. he's supposed okay. to be redeemed. Yeah. And the whole time, the whole time, Karen Allen's watching. Watches him kiss one of the rock, rocket, rockets with a <laughs> yeah, lot was... of tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Not church tongue. Um, and then, in order to get her back, he references a move from the Kama Sutra to say, we can just do this tonight. Who the fuck? Would be like, get me that studio. <laughs> Not in a million fucking years. A woman yeah. who's he been looks, specifically written he to respond to everything m- he does. More like an asshole yeah. than he has the entire movie in this scene to me. And a he also looks like written... he's having a manic breakdown. <laughs> You're not wrong at all. It's, no, he's but just, it's a happy breakdown. He's filled with the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Think of your <laughs> yeah, a little love in your heart comes on. Um, <laughs> Which Alfred Woodard uh, just initiates, <laughs> just hey guys. I'm sorry, I'm missing the most important part. <gasps> oh, we got it. Yeah, Frank gets done giving his whole speech about how I get it now. You can help him. You can say, "Here is sandwich. Here you go." Mm-hmm. Uh, he wraps it up, and then what's his name? Calvin. 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 Cleveland. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> Cleveland. It's not terrible. I just got his name wrong. There's, There's only no other... one Cleveland that exists in the world. 
Ohio. We know. Yeah, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. So God he bless us, everyone. Pulls on his shirt tail and he says, "Did I forget something, little man?" And then Calvin speaks for the first time in the whole movie to say, "God bless us, everyone." The tiny Tim line. Mm-hmm. The tiny Tim. He's the line. tiny Tim. Oh. And Mary Lee Retton flips off the stage, <laughs> which is. <laughs> She's up in the rafters. <laughs> yeah, she's flipping, flipping all over the place. We get to see all the ghosts come back, and we see Herman has a girlfriend. Yeah, Herman's up there. Yeah, he's now a ghost of Christmas present. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. it's nice. And then Grace starts the choir of. Yep, uh, get a little love in your put heart. A little love in your heart. By the way, performed by Marvin Gitt, or excuse me, Al Green and Annie Lennox for this movie. Oh, <laughs> Specific Annie time. Lennox. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. We did that song in my seventh grade choir. All right. Interesting. This is the second most famous performance of that song. That song. Yeah. <laughs> of course. We all saw it. We all saw um, it. And then Bill Murray <coughs> does some uh, breaking of the fourth wall. Tells everybody to start singing. Yeah. Crowd work. Yep. Does some crowd work. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's fun times. Yep. He's a real Matt Rife. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the movie. That's the movie. That's it. Scrooged. Mm -hmm. Scrooged. Scrooged. All right. Well, we are going to take a little break. Get some more eggnog. Mm -hmm. Definitely some more eggnog. And then come back with some scores and awards. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. All right, welcome back. That was a great break, you guys. Oh, it was so good. The best break. God. Had so many cookies up under Andrew's trash. So much cookies and eggnog. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Piled the trash on us to keep us warm. Who brought the cookies, by the way? Did we just find those? Bobcat. You know what? I think Bobcat dropped those off for us. That was nice of him. That was nice of him. You got to always bring something if you come to someone's house. Unannounced, for sure. And live there. (laughs) Right, I mean, well, come on. We're going to get into our scores and awards for our Christmas movie. So we're going to start with some awards. <gasps> mm. Don't forget our award categories for Christmas are the best line mm. in the movie, the Christmas spirit award. So who or what moment captures the most Christmas spirit for you? And the final cut are always, this made the final cut? Really? We're keeping this in the movie? Mm-hmm. We didn't edit that out? Right. Mm-hmm. It's a classic for us. Classic. <laughs> a staple. All right. So I'm going to start with Corey. What was your favorite line in this movie? I do enjoy his interaction with Lou about the women. Is it, Lou, you paid for the women. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. That's a great line. That's a lot of fun. Funny. Love that one. All right. Love that is good. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew? I gotta go with the line that sticks out to me forever and ever. Will you please stop the goddamn <laughs> hammering? <laughs> love that line. I love it. That's a great one. It's incredible. <laughs> me? Oh, Blake? Yeah. I-, I went with. It's a bone. <laughs> it's a bone. <laughs> <laughs> that's another it. line that's always stuck with me. Oh, when me and man. when me and Blaine's brother get together, <laughs> it's a bone. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's a bone. <laughs> Good fucking stuff, Jill. Well, my favorite is after his 
interaction with the ghost of Christmas present wraps up, the bitch hit me with a toaster. Because <laughs> <laughs> she literally knocks him into that week. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, look, it's a toaster. <laughs> it's a toaster. <laughs> I do have an honorable mention of Elliot's delivery, Bobcat's delivery of blind, stinking drunk. It's like blind, yeah. stinking drunk. blind, stinking drunk. Honorable mention for me when Elliot shoots his Emmys, he goes, My babies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, why does he care about those and he doesn't care about the award he got earlier that day? Well, Emmy is a high standard. I guess of award that's, that's a He's bigger not a humanitarian. He doesn't care about other people. You notice that I keep my Emmys above counter trash, so you know, <laughs> right? And that's your smart. Emmys were for what again? I can't remember. Um, they're daytime day- Emmys. We do we daytime. Yes, do know they, they were for my work on Days of Our Lives. Ah. I think you can look it up and see what I did. Obviously, <laughs> corpse number two. My honorable mention is you gotta rip your goddamn wings off. <laughs> Love it. We're love it. Goddamn winks. <laughs> a lot of good lines. A lot of good lines. Yeah. A lot of good one-liners. Our next award is the Christmas Spirit Award. So who or what captures the most Christmas spirit for you, Blaine? Ooh. I'm going to go with Grace. Grace is full of Christmas spirit. You know, she is. She's just salt of the earth, kind of just a good, solid person. She starts put a little love she in your heart. She starts it. Although I don't know if that's a Christmas song. Is that a Christmas song? It yeah. is now. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's because of this, but not not really. I didn't, yeah. But yeah, Grace. Good old Grace. Good old okay. Grace. She has a lot Andrew? of it. A, I got to tell you, my Christmas spirit award is when Bill Murray is explaining that Christmas is just a fucking shitty holiday and uh, <laughs> it's all yes. corporate and bullshit. So there we go. All right, that's yeah. beautiful. We all Thank know you. Jesus was born in April. Let's not fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that because you were born in April? Hey. <laughs> Wait a second. No one said I wasn't the Antichrist. He's got a beard. <laughs> Doesn't have long hair, though. That's that's uh, <laughs> Does hmm. not. Does not have that portion. Your hair is as long as you want it to be. Uh, Jill, thank you. <laughs> One would call me modern day Jesus. You identify with long hair. <laughs> I do. I do. He's, he's rat tail Jesus. <laughs> I think on my best day I would look like 17 year old Bill Murray just real yeah. bad on top but that back is looking mm. great that's what you yeah. like to think true that Joe. <laughs> alright yeah Corey um, the only really strong Christmassy element Calvin being Tiny Tim in the end heartwarming heart as hell what a sweet moment. I can't wait for our Christmas spirit award for the movie tomorrow. Um, any... <laughs> it's going to be interesting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> My Christmas spirit award is going to go to Claire just throughout the movie. She's like the human embodiment of Christmas spirit. This is true. The amount of times she says, but it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> like, she's just, yeah. she's giving, she's mm-hmm. lovely, she's she is Christmas spirit, just as a person. And let's be honest, she could have got herself a VCR, but she didn't. She took the towels. You know? That's Grace. We're talking about Claire. Guys, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. <laughs> but it's fine. She could probably also get herself she a VCR. VCR. She can get herself a VCR. You know what? Claire can get a VCR. Yeah, she's a strong, independent woman. Wow, really thought we were talking about Grace for a minute. I was like, you Claire's, know what? That, Claire's that, that a shelter Grace. on Christmas yeah. Eve. You know? yeah. She, yeah, she's a sweet lady. Claire's, 
Claire's great, she's but boy, great. Grace really, uh, she, you know, she's the one. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess Our I'm last the winner. Is. Did you go? Yeah. I said Grace. The part, the part everywhere. It's not that I wasn't paying attention. Andrew, please put down the eggnog. Guys, I got distracted by Bobcat. (laughs) He's just inchworming through your garbage pile. He's the little worm monster from A New Hope. Honestly, having 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 seen a Bobcat in real life. I'd react the same way if I saw Bobcat Goldthwait. He'd be like, oh, whoa, hold on. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, hold on. Everybody, everybody just be cool. Was that a Bobcat? It's probably fine. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's probably fine, but boy, I don't know what state he's he in could right have now. rabies. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Fair. All right. Our final award is this made the final cut. Andrew, I'm going to start with you this time. All right. Um. On the minimal side, I think we can cut out the weird kiss exchange between Bill Murray and the Solid Gold Dancer. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, solid Gold. <laughs> on the bigger side, I think we could trim down that last 15 minutes of uh, Bill Murray dialogue to the mm-hmm. him just like rapping to the camera. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, we it goes on that. a little. Also, yeah. what motherfucker would have been watching that? I would not have stayed tuned in. It's a monologue. I, I would have watched it because it seems like someone having a a breakdown yeah. on television. Yeah. You know? We're witnessing. The president of the network starts having a breakdown. You're yeah. going to watch it. I will be definitely. Yeah. yeah. I guess. All right. Guess. Well, Blaine, what was yours? Mine was them trying to pass off 17-year-old Bill Murray. <laughs> it's egregious. Without <laughs> any effort. Yeah. Well, listen, he was only 38 in this movie, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Put a little rouge on him or something. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. all right, Corey. I've got two. Um, so my first main one is the mistletoe kiss with with yeah. with the uh, with the woman in the end. I also hundred percent agree that, that whole last scene just needs to be reworked. But he has a line. Then maybe I just missed the context. But he has a line where he's like, "The Jews taught me a word, schmuck. Schmuck, I was a schmuck, <laughs> but I'm not anymore. I don't understand." What's the context of the Jews taught me that word? Is it just because it's a Jewish word? It's Yiddish, but Yiddish. He probably could have just said, "I've been a schmuck," but he wanted to throw that part in, you know. So odd line. The Jews taught me a word, <laughs> schmuck. It wasn't. I feel like uh, not. <laughs> not even the fun- not perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not even the funniest line. Then I feel like just it's it's odd. It's an odd odd, odd way to phrase that. It is an odd line. I'll give mm-hmm. you that. Well, yeah. Jillian. No. My final cut is honestly Herman freezing to death. Oh. Because, I mean, I guess, like, I get it. Like, it's supposed to show that he maybe could have made a difference in Herman's life and didn't. But, like, I also feel like maybe that could have been the Ghost of Christmas future segment so that maybe he could have changed the outcome Mm. Mm. but like to show him just present day herman frozen to death was just like what i mean maybe it drives the lesson home that like this is is a human who froze to death but i do think that he could have gotten the same lesson if the ghost of christmas future 
had shown him that and maybe given him an opportunity to save Herman to change. Mm. Yeah. To change it. Yeah. That's interesting. It it could have also been like in that segment from Groundhog Day where he knows the homeless guy is going to die and he keeps trying to save him, but it was just that guy's time to go every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But that's why this movie's so deep. And what disturbs me is some people gave it a thumb down. And <laughs> that person was me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> some people just refuse to learn and change. I've, I feel like I've made my point. And, and true, my point is rooted in the third half of the movie. But hey, that's where I need my resolution. Damn, and also, I want to mention. No one's Michael, attacking you, man. Michael J. Pollard, also known for his groundbreaking work in Tango and Cash. You know what? How could we forget? <laughs> How could we forget? <laughs> one guy's really cool, or one guy's really dressed nice, and the other guy is not. Tango and Cash. <laughs> the one you think it called, it's called Cash, the one that spends a lot of money. That ain't him. That ain't him. No, nope. he's the poor. He's Tango. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our awards. You guys mm-hmm. want to head into some scores? Let's do oh. it. These are out of 10, eh? These are out of 10, yeah. All right. Our first score is the Kringle Factor. So what kind of classic Santa shit did you get from this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Blaine, what was this award (laughs) or this score for? Kringle Factor. This is basically like how much Christmas did they kind of smush down your throat? Yeah. Like a bunch of Christmas songs, Christmas lights. Trees, all you know, all the happenstance around Christmas. All right. Was that so? You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. I gave it a four. Oh, okay. Because there's not like he's basically a uh, bah humbug for most of it, so there's not heavy on the Christmas Hmm. until his little redemption arc, and then there's still not a. They don't even sing a Christmas song. They sing "Put a Little Love in Your Heart." Yeah. So. Four, not heavy. Not heavy Kringle. Andrew? Boy, I gave this uh, a nine because uh, it felt uh, they wanted you to know it's Christmas at every second of this movie. So. Every past that he visits is on Christmas Eve. That's true. Every other word someone mentions is it's Christmas Eve or it's Christmas or. They just say Christmas. Okay, well, I mean, I guess we all have different standards. So, all right, that's know. the vibe that Andrew got. Yeah, okay. I, that's fair. I mean, this is how all of my Christmases have gone, where I'm visited by three dead people. and uh, I also take peyote every Christmas Eve, so guys, get fucking ready. <laughs> uh, so, we, we can see by your place that you take peyote Thank you, every Jill. Christmas. Thank that's you. That's very obvious. <laughs> all right, Corey? Um, I was actually a little more generous than Blaine with a five. This I mean, I'm I'm looking at this more like how much how much commercial Christmas do we see? And we see the Christmas movie at the beginning. Um, we see the Christmas Carol throughout. I mean, every uh, every scene where where we're not with the ghosts, we're back at the Christmas Carol. So that is throughout. Um, and of course, every scene with the past and present is during some sort of Christmas thing. Um, so. Yeah, there's a good elements of Christmas there. Is it the most Christmas movie I've ever seen? Not at all, but they're there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you ain't wrong. 
I gave this movie a seven for Kringle Factor. There we go. Okay. I mean, it's it's definitely Christmassy. It takes place over Christmas. There's Christmas decorations everywhere. They remind you that it's Christmas Eve. Every other word. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's Christmassy. Buddy Hackett's in it? Yeah. It's Kringly. And even though like <clears throat> Santa himself doesn't really make an appearance in the movie... Oh, well, he is in when the the night the reindeer died. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> and Mrs. Claus. And, yeah. and Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Who you get the vibe. Is going to cheat on Santa for Lee Majors. Oh man, that's happening. I mean, who wouldn't? Mm, yeah, Carson Kressley would. Carson. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a real person. Yeah. Yeah. The, the absolutely real nonfiction person, Carson Kressley. <laughs> Carson Kressley. <laughs> Who we all know from. His famous works. Do do you guys really not know Carson Dress? No. Oh I genuinely have no idea who that is. He's the original queer eye from a straight guy. He's the the blonde Jesus, guy. Let me pull oh, the blonde. Yeah, the blonde, the blonde guy. guy. Oh, oh. Yeah, he's real. Okay. Yeah, that is a real person. Okay. Uh, we're not on a on a name basis with him. Oh, okay. We're just tolerant. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we don't support. We're just, you know, we I don't know. get the signs out. I know Ted. Ted's probably the most famous still. Isn't his well, name Ted? Yeah, because he's a, a chef. Yeah. Corey, I feel like he doesn't know, know his name. Let's yeah, okay. be honest. Yeah, we're not as old as you. That's probably what it is. We yeah. can name. We're, we're, we're in the new Fab We five. can name all of today's queer You know what? It's Fab like, Four, mm-hmm. though, because Bob's gone. Bob's Bobby's leaving after this season. <laughs> Andrew's heartbroken. I am pretty sad about it. I sent Jill a really good meme about that, and you did. It made me laugh out loud. Oh yes, I'm aware of this meme. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to send it to you. Fucking chore chart. <laughs> it said uh, it was a somebody had highlighted the headline where it said Bobby will be leaving Queer Eye next season, and somebody replied. Yeah, I'd leave too. I rebuild a house every episode, and my coworker is just building a chork chart. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah, when Karamo literally just has a conversation. Yeah, yeah. He takes him somewhere and is like, "Hey, what's wrong with your life? Oh no, that sucks. Uh-oh. Yeah, fuck. Okay. You gonna go work out? <laughs> Sometimes, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. So, poor Bobby. Yeah, Carson Kressley's a real human being, and he was in love with Lee Majors. So. Okay, well, we all knew that. There we are. Our <laughs> next award is for the Snowy Glowy. So, did this movie give you the warm fuzzies? Yeah, Blaine, so Snowy Glowy again. Um, <laughs> break this down for us. <laughs> I think Jill I just think Jill did. did pretty good. Actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I'm, I understood completely. Let me <laughs> translate it for you, Andrew. Yes. Does it serve snow globe realness? Okay. <laughs> now, there we go. There we go. Oh, Never man. mind, Blaine. <laughs> I get it now. I'm back on track. You know, does it does it give you the warm fuzzies? Is it all the vibes? It's different from Kringle. Yeah. It, okay. <laughs> Snowy Glowy is more of the feeling that the movie gives you. Yes. Not how much does it shove Christmas down your throat. Right. Got it. Right, right, right. All right. Blaine? I gave it a five. Half of it, not so much Snowy Glowy. Mm. But then, like, you know, the end, you get the little, you know, little, little Calvin. He leaves you with that sense of togetherness and that sense of love and joy. 
So it gets glowier. It gets glowy, but a five. Oh, Andrew, I'm going nine. I think uh, I think this movie is very snowy glowy. Okay. You know, if I could pick any snowy glowiness, it, you know, it's the whole movie. It just gives this element of snow and glow that you don't get from a non-Christmas movie. It's just it's a big you know. joke. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a big joke to you? <laughs> Is this some sort not? of goddamn game to you? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> sitting here in your trash-ridden fucking dumpster pile of serving us pre-mixed eggnog let me wow. we were joking about the brandy he he bought pre-mixed eggnog this shit sucks pre-mixed um everyone seems to be drinking it so i don't know what to say because they're trying to wash down the old <laughs> the yogurt <laughs> yogurts <laughs> by the way that that pre-mixed eggnog and yogurt are gonna go great together <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so nine for me. I think it's a very Christmassy movie. I wa- I think I watch it every Christmas along with other Christmas movies. So, yeah. For sure. <laughs> I was going to say Christmas Vacation, but I'm like, we're not doing that movie, so I don't know why I need to bring it up. <laughs> hey, it's a classic. It is. You can bring it up. Okay. You did, bring, right. you did bring it up. Let's just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, um, do you feel like you're in the middle of a snow globe? Not at all. Chill. Um, I, if not for Calvin, this movie would get a one, maybe a two. But because of Calvin, I'll give it a three. Wow. It's just not, I, I, there's no warm fuzzies. Claire, maybe, but I don't like that Claire is written the way she's written. And that's kind of a bummer, ultimately. Um, but I love Karen Allen. I do love Karen Allen, but she's not giving me Christmas fuzzies. She's just giving me like, Karen Allen, you're, you're just great. <laughs> She's she given good person fuzzies. fuzzies. Doesn't respect herself, fuzzies. <laughs> Kinda. So, and Grace too. I mean, but we'll get to that. That's not really what we're talking about here. I'm just the whole feeling doesn't leave me warm and fuzzy, and I don't like the resolution. So, three. <laughs> All right. There we go. Well, I gave it a six. Okay. I feel like this movie is plenty snowy, glowy. I agree. I mean. He learns his big lesson in the end. It ends in song and breaking the fourth wall. That's, a, that's there's snow everywhere. Snow and glow if there ever was. Yeah. And if you're paying attention all throughout the movie, there are moments of snowy glowy. That's, yeah. Agreed. Claire brings it. James brings it. Grace yeah, brings it with yeah. her family. The family. When they're decorating Calvin, it's precious. Mm-hmm. There are moments of snowy glowy all throughout this movie. Yeah, you're right. If you're just paying attention. Paul please. Schaefer. No, I'll, I, I gave you Calvin. Cal, I'll take Calvin both those moments. <laughs> All right. See, Paul okay. Schaefer was in well, the street. That... Yeah, he was one of the band people that they walked through. <laughs> I miss that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Paul Schaefer. What is his line when he's walking through the band? That's so funny. <laughs> he said, what, did you just learn this yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our Snowy Glowy Award. Our next award is for Plot. All right. Corey, I'm going to start with you this time. What do you give the plot of this movie? I mean, ultimately, this is still a Christmas Carol plot. It deviates yep. a little bit. I'm really bummed that in the play, uh, when when Scrooge asks for the goose, the boy doesn't get to say, the one as big as me? They should not have taken that out. It's the best part of the whole <laughs> thing. Um, so I'm huge, huge bummed for that. Almost a whole point lost. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I just, I do want to say, I think they do say it though. No, right before he's about to say it is when he comes on stage. Oh shit. You're right, Corey. Well, he cuts off the kid. He <laughs> cuts off the goddamn kid. Piece um, of shit. So it's a good, okay. it's a good story ultimately because I mean, that's a classic story. Uh, and I don't feel like the deviations are, are taking away from the plot. They're just making it a little bit odd. So I'll give it a six. All right. This is better than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And a super normal criticism based on that one line. Mm -hmm. Andrew? <laughs> I tried to bring that in uh, somewhere. <laughs> no, you don't seem insane at all after that. <laughs> Andrew? I'm saying seven. I'm going seven on this. I like it's a 80s version of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. I mean, if we haven't mentioned it, this movie screams the 80s. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, but like it. I mean, it follows the same thread. We just modernize it a little bit. So seven for me. Love it. Blaine? I gave it an eight. Oh, same reason. All right. This is a, a classic tale. And they, they do a good spin on it. Eight. No qualms with Christmas Carol for me. No qualms. All right. Mm. I gave it a seven. Look out. I have some issues, like <laughs> reworking Herman freezing to death. But other than that, mm -hmm. I think it's a great reworking of a Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah. I'd rather watch Scrooge than read Charles Dickens, to be honest. Yeah. So I think it's great. But I, I think I'd rather watch Muppets Christmas than, than this. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Did they cut the the goose line in that one? No, sir. All right. Well, there you go. That's, That's the difference. All based on I didn't know about the one line. This also all boils down to. Also is there the, like a come and see me better, man? That, that's I love that about the. I don't think she says that. The ghost of Christmas Present. Corey loved this movie until he got to the goose line and said, "God." God damn it! Are you fucking kidding We're, me? We'll we'll make a special. He's not gonna say the part about the goose. <laughs> we'll make a special Corey's cut. We'll 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 get yes. that scene spliced in. Kind of goose is the size of me. <laughs> like yeah, we'll just say me. it. The one as big as me. It'll be your favorite movie. <laughs> it's like the secret Donald Trump version of Bloodsport. Bloodsport. <laughs> we'll have a secret. What does super... what is different about it? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> There's just something we we we, we posited this in a previous yeah, episode. We did. All I know is that he has stated that he has a cut where he took the boring parts out, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he considers right, the boring right. part. <laughs> Anything with the girl in it, yeah, all that's cut. <laughs> probably so. It's probably the rosy flashback. You gotta call a cop. Gotta gotta cops. I think he probably loves that scene. Mm. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Well, I'm gonna he follow like when the, the way he speaks. <laughs> he doesn't like it when the bad guy loses. He hates that part. Oh. <laughs> anyway, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Our next scoring category is the character slash acting. Mm -hmm. Blaine, let me start with you on that one. You know what? Mm. I gave it an eight. All right. I love all the ghosts. Yeah. They're 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 great. <laughs> I think they do good performances. Yeah. Carol Kane. The Ghost of Christmas Future really he delivers. He delivers. He does. 
He's got that gut full of dead people. <laughs> that gut full of dead people is fun. He's got those demons in his belly. And then they all sing at the end with like bells. I do, <laughs> I forget yeah. that. I do love that he opens it up a second time. He's like, let me just, one more time. Yeah. <laughs> that is fun. Yeah. Did I just see that? Hold on. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, Paul Johansson, Carol Kane, just rocked it. I actually like David. I, like, I was gonna say I like his brother David better. Oh, David's fine. Paul, <laughs> Paul Johansson, <laughs> David, Paul Johansson of the uh, Cincinnati D- Dolls. Johansson. Yeah, the Cincinnati <laughs> Dolls. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, eight. Nice, Andrew. I am gonna give it an eight. I loved all the ghosts. I love. <laughs> I love Paul Johansson. <laughs> Is there an echo in here? <laughs> no, I, I love all the characters. Uh, even fucking weird Robert Mitchum, who has a million cats. Uh, that I don't know if we mentioned that. Um, he just kicks. Yeah, he kicks as hard as he can. I was going to say, I cannot believe how hard he kicked that fucking cat. <laughs> yeah, God. he kicks a cat really hard. I mean, from Alfre Woodard, everybody. It's just great. I love the characters, and the acting was perfectly good. Eight. I really wish that one Murray brother had a little more charisma, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I almost don't want to ask, but Corey? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not much below. Six. Okay. And it's just because I I pull away because... Bill Murray slapped you that time. I get it. Frankly, because Bill Murray's choices just seem odd and especially at the end it starts to like i'm like i don't really like i don't really like the end i think i've explained that just like you said it felt like bill murray was just almost ad-libbing and someone should have said we got it already five five less minutes of that would have been would have been right on the money yeah and i i can agree with that i'm yeah and the way his turn in the end so it's funny you mentioned groundhog day earlier his turn in the Groundhog Day is after presumably years spending that day. They never yeah. say how long it's been, but it's been probably years because he learned how to play the piano perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, amongst other the, things. I think in the story, it's a thousand years. In the original myth, it's like a thousand years. I was I said spent. centuries and, awesome. people, and, and someone was like, it wasn't that long. It's like, I thought it was a long ass time. In the original myth, it is. It's been centuries. By the way, what asshole wanted to correct you when you said centuries? Like, uh, so, so, <laughs> can't say. Um, he doesn't want to say that it's plain. We'll say it's plain. Um, so he's coming <laughs> out of that with a, with a certain amount of mania and like, like the way he's at the end of ground. That makes sense to me. Him at the end of this movie, it's just all over the place. And it, and yeah, sure. After you see some ghosts and you see your present, that would do some things to you, but. It's the same mania as a thousand years spent spending the same day. I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think you should cremation. I think you should have toned down just a little bit. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. That's fair. Six is fair. I gave it a seven. Hey. hey, hey. Characters acting. It's funny. This is the first time that I've ever watched this movie, and for a lot of it, I was thinking. This almost feels like Matthew Perry could have stepped into this role like really well. Yeah. All right. Rest in power, King. Mm. That's that probably been... why it's just front of mind. Yeah. That but the whole good. time I was watching it, I was like, a lot of this delivery, I've never really noticed how similar they are in their delivery. 
but a lot of times it's mm-hmm. like like a little sarcastic manic yeah like they're obviously both like really sarcastic but even a lot of their mannerisms are the same mm-hmm. I yeah like, i really could have seen him i could see it in this role i could see it it's interesting it's yeah. like a uh, well i mean i wouldn't say bill murray isn't sarcastic but sarcasm is is was matthew perry's main like like strong suit bill murray's kind of got a biting something else dry. I mean, it's dry it's not all sarcasm and i'm not saying all matthew perry's is sarcasm but his sarcasm is kind of like the top echelon yeah and it would have worked just fine it would have been cool it's interesting hmm. yeah i yeah, agree I gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. agreed well, look at that r.i.p mm-hmm. our next category is entertainment value oh overall how entertained were you mm-hmm. Andrew? Ooh. Jill? I'm a nine. I'm always entertained by this movie. <laughs> I've seen it a million times. I still forget how it begins, but I love it. I love it. Every time. Yeah. This is a great Christmas movie for me. One of my faves. Nine. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Corey? I, I don't think I saw this movie as a kid, so I don't have any nostalgia for it. Not saying that's why y'all like it, but I think that that <laughs> would help me. Um, I just don't love it. Five. Listen, it's okay that you don't love it. It's totally yeah. fine. We all differ. That makes sense now, though. Blaine? Mm. Well. There's no need for that. I, uh, had they left in the line about the goose. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Jill? I want to revise my answer. Now. Right? I agree. I think you have. Two, two <laughs> points <laughs> down, right? It's got to be good. Negative yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is a terrible movie. Yeah. Get it out of here. <laughs> no. I gave it an eight. I think it's it's just a good time. Mm-hmm. Entertainment for sure. I'll probably watch it every Christmas. Yeah. It's one of Jill's yeah. favorites. Oh, yeah. I've 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 come to very much in I'm I'm endeared to this movie. It's nice. Good times. Eight. I also gave this movie an eight. Hey. I love this movie. But like Corey said, I've been watching this movie. Since probably my very first Christmas. Yeah. It's a tradition at this point. I mean, we all know I was born in 2004. But right. You're that's right. Quite ever that. since then, mm-hmm. I've been watching this movie every Christmas, and I love it. Bye. We cannot stress that Blaine is a bit of a grave robber. <laughs> a grave robber? A grave robber. <laughs> a grave robber. <laughs> Damn. I like him old. I like Boy, him old. Boy, I love old. a good dead God, body. Cradle robber. Ah, I get him right there at the end. I don't Didn't know. You love, audience, I don't know if you know how late these go into the night. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you love it when Jill turned 18, Blaine finally proposed to her? <laughs> Did a real Dane Cook. <laughs> Grave robber. This was last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry. The legal age of consent where we are is 16. Good for us. Good old West Virginia. Mm. Blaine looked it up. <laughs> Down in her holler. <laughs> Down in her, yeah, you got her from her holler and brought her up. <laughs> well, that's it. That's Christmas it for Scrooge. That's Scrooge to you guys. Let's well. go put on our PJs, kick ourselves out of this trash. Heap. I will sweep a clear piece of floor that you can lay your sleeping bags on. <laughs> Let's not do this at Andrew's house anymore. Mm, no, wow. Exactly. Yeah, wow. I know how, he did say he was really happy to be here. Maybe next year it'll be just a little bit less trash. Oh, we're going to your house next year. That's what's happening. Well, that's only because Bobcat will have run away. This is true. 
We only had him for such a short time. We only had to do it here because you burned our house down last year with your chestnuts. I don't know if the audience needed to know all that. You told the audience about it. You told them. <laughs> you admitted it live. Oh, that was re- that was recorded. That was oh, okay. Recorded. Yeah. All right. Yes, Shit. Yes, yes. Okay. Posterity. Well, tomorrow, guys, we got a big day because tonight we got to watch a real Christmas classic and talk about it. That's going to be 1974's Black Christmas. I'm a- now you guys never saw this right? <laughs> movie that three of us have not seen. Yeah, all right, <laughs> I can't wait. Well, let's let's get the PJs on and watch this in our sleeping bags on my trash floor, and then we'll um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. Let's do it. All right, all right. Well, uh, Jill, you want to do something? <laughs> <laughs> He's like about to do it. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> All right. No, it's fine. Let me All right. Punt this back over to Jill. <laughs> this has been Scrooged, and also, this has been Judgment. 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 <laughs>